0: Aaron, happy Friday. Happy December the 1st as well.
1: Well, wow, we made it. I
0: know. We are rolling right into Christmas. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. All right. Yep. Uh, is your elf on the shelf this morning? Uh, he arrived early. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you, you you you
1: have boys that are uh, misbehaving a little bit. You put in a little word with Santa and uh oh. ask if he can show up a little bit earlier.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I know we've got the Santa app, you know, calls oh, yeah. we call Santa all the time. You have to you,
1: you just have to uh, with these kids sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um we don't have a a lot of news this morning, believe it or not. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. I think that's good, yes. In a way. Um, yeah. but uh one interesting news tidbit is that K-man continues to see a steady increase in visitor arrivals. Mm-hmm. So as of September 2023, the Cayman Islands has showed steady growth towards a full tourism recovery, with both stayover and cruise arrivals maintained an upward momentum. So okay. this is a 105% increase in total visitation compared to the same period in 2022. Obviously COVID impacted that significantly. But um, I think that this is good. So this comes from a report from the Department of Tourism And so far um, in that, in this period, we've welcomed some 323,000 stayover visitors and almost a million cruise visitors between January and September of
1: 2023.
0: Mm -hmm. Already, So yeah, some pretty interesting tidbits coming out of that. So did you know that the premier of the Cayman Islands um, is one of the highest paid uh, leaders in the entire world? Huh. Compared to like the United States of America, she's on par with the U.S. president in terms of a salary when she do the conversion. So an Auditor General's report was recently released that looked at the salaries of the civil service, but it also included an analysis of the um, salary for members of parliament, including cabinet and the premier. And so she makes a lot of money. I wonder everyone wants it. Yeah, I know. Right. Mm. So, yeah, who wouldn't, I guess? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't um, want to
1: get involved in the politics side, but just in general, my thinking of all that, whether it's Cayman, US, or anything, uh-huh. I think anyone that's doing a service to their country, it shouldn't be paid like super, super well. You know, it should be paid uh-huh. enough because you're supposed to be serving your country like you would, say, if you go into any service.
0: Yeah. Or- well, I mean, there's two two uh, streams of thought. There's that one. And the other one is if you don't pay them well, they're more likely to be paid by other people, such as criminal elements and, you know, people who can buy them easily. So if you pay, if you compensate them well enough, I guess, and so. they're less likely to be easy to bribe, I guess so. But That's I don't what they know. say.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, So. Mm. It it is interesting. Mm -hmm. And we'll touch on that and talk a little bit about that as well. So if you uh, are one of the lucky civil servants who is um, actually getting this additional fifteen hundred dollars in the month of December, guess what? Um, The cabinet has also approved an increase in the duty allowance um, for a set period in December as well. And this is for everyone. This is great. This is for everyone. Yes. This
1: is if you're traveling. I mean, there should be something.
0: Yeah,
1: It'd be nice if we were able to ship stuff in for
0: just a little bit less. But so returning residents are now being allowed from December the 1st, that's today, to January the 5th, a thousand dollars in duty free, uh, dutiable personal and household items. Yeah. So, of course, this doesn't include anything for business or resale, but still, that's like double what you normally get. Because, yeah, if, if you're going Christmas,
1: Christmas shopping, yeah, and you yeah. want to bring back a thousand dollars worth
0: of look, look at that. Right They're giving you fifteen hundred dollars and then letting you spend a thousand of it duty free. Mm. I mean, mm. they should probably be encouraging you to save the money, right. um, but nonetheless. <laughs> Who saves around Christmas? It's okay. I know this. It's just a bad time of year to even suggest that to people. I know people look at me like I'm crazy when I say put that on your mortgage, make that be an extra payment. They're like, huh? What's a mortgage? <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're all looking to not pay their mortgage in in December. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, pretty pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Ah, so there you go those are your news headlines morning
1: well i hope you have a wonderful rest of your show and a great weekend and then we'll see you back on monday morning yes absolutely have a good one you too. see ya that's
0: the tea with sin good morning good morning good morning my good people let's get ready here for our show um how's everybody doing beautiful day today all right sit back relax
2: Bigger, bigger, better, better, better older, older. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've
3: come
4: to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself
2: I am the cold our true Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live! Direct. It's the cold, hard truth. Now, now. Join the conversation on 345 936 2626.
3: That number again is 345
2: 936 2626.
0: All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Yes. Happy Friday. Everybody's good. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous Friday today. Hello. How you doing? Classy? El Classy. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Como estas? All right, everybody here. Well, people are coming. People are coming. Good morning. Good morning to Mr. Everton, Miss Pat, Siobhan, Hilda, Patricia Blake in the house. Yes, Olivia is here. Irvin, now you might see me moving a little bit this morning. That's because I've got an ice pack on my foot. Ooh, honey, child, I told y'all I have foot problems, and so I'm having a little bit of a flare-up this morning. Uh, not this morning. It started yesterday morning, and um, it felt a little bit better. And then this morning at five o'clock, it started waking me up with jolting pain again. So I had to pull out my good old tens machine. This thing has been a lifesaver. If you don't know what a tens machine is, I'm gonna just put it on display for you all. Um, so this is 10 stands for something, electro electro something, something, something. But what it does is it connects to pads and you can get pads of all different size and shapes and whatever. And I always have to order these in bulk from Amazon because I do go through them. So you connect them to these little pads. And if you have suffered from any kind of chronic pain condition, you know, it might be part of your like pain management, Um, so I do what I can. I do everything to be honest, but the tens machine is relatively like non-invasive. I don't like to take pain meds. I think you guys know that I really don't like to take medication at all. And so, um, this is something that I found. I discovered it. Remember when I was telling you guys about this tailbone injury that I had many, many years ago, that was a very chronic situation. And I was introduced to tens machine then, by my physiotherapist and this, I've owned multiple ones. Thank you. Somebody just told me exactly what it stands for. Uh, Transcutaneous Electrical, oh, hold on. That disappeared. Hold on. Electrical nerves, something, something. Uh, nerve stimulation. Yes. Um, and it is, it is a lifesaver, like I said, if you suffer from chronic pain. So over the years, I've had to use it kind of in different areas. Um, basically how it works, this is my, you know, rudimentary understanding is it essentially numbs the the area, um, to help you get through it. It doesn't, you know, and sometimes you just need that in order to, um, to just cope, you know, so it's not, it doesn't get to the root problem of what's causing the pain. But in my case, the root problem is just, um, mechanics, I guess. And I put too much pressure on the ball of my foot. And then sometimes it gets really, really inflamed. So literally I do everything from, um, you know, everything. (laughs) Like soaking in Epsom salt. I don't do that as much as I probably should. Um, You know, I'll do my acupuncture. I also don't do that as much as I should. Uh, Physiotherapy, stretching of the calf muscles, because that'll help me not sort of over um, stress the actual, because everything's connected. You know, so I'm putting a lot of pressure in the ball of my foot for multiple reasons. One is the weight gain that we keep talking about, honey, those 50 pounds. But I feel like I've always had this problem because I remember this as a, even as a kid, I remember occasionally having this pain in my foot and not really knowing what it was. Right. And so eventually I've been to various podiatrists um, and had a diagnosis. And they say that maybe, um, you know, foot inserts can help, but then, you know, these podiatrists are like, Oh yeah, there's like a $200 foot insert and you need it in every single shoe. I'm like, um, and then you can't use an open toed shoes or a closed toed shoes. So that is, unfortunately that option isn't quite as practical for me, you know, cause I'm not always wearing closed toed shoes probably 80% of the time. Let's be honest. Uh, when I went to Greece, I traveled with my tens machine cause I knew I'd be doing a lot of walking and pretty much every day <laughs> after we walked all day long up and down those ruins in each I was um, using my TENS machine and just manually massaging sometimes help. I've got a foot massager. I've got, I use Voltaren rub. I've got one that you can only get from the pharmacist. I need to try and remember the name of it. It's like a Caribbean one. Um, capucin or something. It has an extra ingredient in it. And it shows a little guy like running with fire under his feet. So, Um, I find that here and in Jamaica, they recommend that. Americans don't really seem to use that as much um, as a foot rub. So sometimes I use that. Um, So, yeah, it's so to I it actually flared up yesterday when I was when I was driving. And sometimes it happens just at the worst possible time. Driving is one of the worst possible times because it was my right foot and I'm driving with the right foot. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? But I do carry Voltaren in my handbag. It's the one stable thing. Other than probably my phone, I try to always have Voltaren close by or something, foot rub close by, because I just never know when it's going to happen. And I have noticed that certain shoes do make it worse. So that's why you never see me like in high heels anymore. And any shoe that kind of pinches um, the ball of the foot region is going to be problematic as well. So good morning, Carla.
4: Good morning, Sunday. I just got back to the island. Oh, a, we, we missed you. Vac- I had a good, wonderful location.
0: Oh, nice. Where um, were you?
4: And, uh, I was in um, the South Cloud, just and... outside of Kissimmee.
0: Oh, OK. Nice.
4: And I spent my 26th birthday with 50 years of experience. Had <laughs> I mean, a wonderful time. <laughs> Oh uh, my goodness, I, wonderful. Thinking about foot problems, yeah, I had a foot problem one time. Um, it was called a heel spur. Oh, okay, it was in the nights when I lay down, I was happy, mm-hmm. no pain at all. Mm-hmm. Once I got off the bed, I just want to hold on to the ceiling, and get to the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. So I went to the number one shoe shop. I'm not a salesperson for them i don't got yeah. no permission from them i the number one shoe shop and they mm-hmm. introduced me to this um orthopedic mm-hmm. insoles. Yes. and
0: souls yes yeah i've been there done that trust me
4: and um, i tell yeah. you what they work i have not had any problems with my foot since that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean certain certain foot issues are probably a little bit easier to correct than others. It depends on what is actually causing it. So um, I think a lot of people know for a a while, I think over a year, I actually had a um, sort of a tendon issue um, in the the back of the heel as well. And so that was my left foot and that was very, very painful. And that kind of just took a really long time to resolve. Um, Sometimes I feel like I ignore pain probably more than I should and so, by the time I finally go to an expert or a physiotherapist or whatever, they're like, Oh, yeah, you should have come to us a lot sooner. But yeah, no insoles, I'm told. But in my case, I would actually need custom ortho insoles. And they are extremely expensive and they're not always practical in the sense that they don't work with every type of shoe. So, for men, it's probably a little bit. Easier because I think most men wear closed-toed shoes, you know, women, you know, we have to be a little bit more fashionable. Um, well,
4: suffer, well, suffer then. <laughs> if,
0: I
5: know. You, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best put, to,
4: to, to meet uh, the situation. Halfway. Fashion over you.
5: No,
0: no, 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 no. Like it? I said, I don't wear heels anymore. I wear granny shoes. This is one where my husband always makes fun of me. He's like, Oh God, if you buy another pair of granny shoes, and I'm like, listen, I, this is what's like semi-comfortable, but it seems like the shoes can only help so much. So I think it's like a combination of, like I have to do a little bit of everything to probably, but I don't I don't think it'll ever go away completely. Like I said, I feel like I've actually had this my entire life. Um, someone has just recommended, they're saying is that the metatarsalgia, which is the, yeah, it pinches a nerve between the toes. Well, this isn't actually the nerve between the toes, And I do have those metatarsal pads as well, um, which I think can help take some of the pressure off. But what it actually is, is the big toe. And because that's associated with the ball of the foot on the side is where I get the direct pain. And then that radiates out into the ball of the foot. And it even can go as far as like in the toes and stuff as well.
4: That sounded like something I had. I mean, I went to Dr. Anthony and he said to me, he says, um, we don't operate anymore because in a couple of years, mm-hmm. it seems coming back. Mm. So I showed them this orthopedic and soles from um, because they put you on a machine and the yeah. machine tells you what, what you actually need. It was because I was wearing uh, flat shoes. Mm-hmm. I had to stop wearing them. I used yes. to wear sandals because it be easy to put right. my foot into. And yeah. now I wear a whole uh, shoe. And yeah, I can't, I'm not supposed to wear, does.
0: I'm not supposed to walk barefoot and I'm not supposed to, go. um, I'm not supposed to also, so even inside, if people come over to my house, they'll always uh, see me in some sort of a, a slipper of some sort because I'm not supposed to walk barefoot. And I'm also, cause that same thing with my heel, um, and it's t- connected in part to my calf muscle as well. So no, no barefoot, no shoes that are completely flat, which means like you said, no slip, no, um, like flip flops and stuff like that. So, I always try to wear something with a slight elevation, but then it's a compromise because I can't go too high. Because the higher I go, the more pressure I put on the ball of the foot. So, it's, it's, yeah, listen, like, I, I've, doctor, I've been dealing with it for years and I know exactly what the issue is and what some of the solutions are. But unfortunately, there's no permanent fix. So, when it flares up, I just got to try to manage the pain. But what, thank you so happened? much and welcome. Dr. Home.
4: Dr. Anthony said mm-hmm. by wearing flat shoes, in your foot. Mm-hmm stretches the um the, the um arch stretch mm-hmm. and that is why it's causing the um my heel you call it a heel it's but it was more on the side it wasn't a heel mm.
0: mm-hmm.
4: it wasn't a heel it was on the side because yes. the sounds
0: like what I had before and, yeah
4: and, and but you know you gotta
0: stretch too because one of the things that I've recognized is that um and you know I've been to Dr. Anthony he's a He's on my regular list. I think I'm due to go to him now, actually. But um, one of the things that he said to me in particular, in terms of my mechanics, is I have a very, um, like my calf muscles are really big. And a lot of people look at me. I've, I've had people, you know, when I used to go to the gym and stuff and I was in a little bit better shape. They look at my calf muscle and goes, oh my God, how did you get those? I want those. How do I work out? And I said, believe it or not, I do very little to impact my calf muscles. It's entirely um, genetics, right? So, um, but because that muscle is a little bit overdeveloped and it doesn't have the flexibility in it because it's a bigger muscle, but it's not flexible, I should be stretching it almost like, well, he said every opportunity I get during the day. I should be trying to stretch and elongate that muscle because then that impacts what happens with my feet. So I don't have the pivot and the flexibility in my feet because the calf muscle is so tight. And the only way um, well, people there are some people who surgically actually go into the calf muscle and they cut it to elongate it, but I'm not gonna do that. That would be I'm not up for that kind of surgery, but yes.
4: Well, well, this morning we solved the world (laughs) problem.
0: The world foot problem. Welcome back
4: and talking to you yes sir about good work i didn't thank watch you. i didn't watch any programs in in florida because i was uh didn't have access to my computer
0: oh that's
4: okay and um i'm glad to be back now i'm i'm listening to your um because i'm just going to take the dog just so i can get my exercise
0: wonderful all, all right. right my dear thank you so okay. much okay bye. so yeah i mean listen i've been to dr anthony for years Uh, We've done everything. We've done foot scans. We've done um, ultrasounds on the foot. You know, we've looked at, is it nerves? Is it tendons? Is it this? Is it that? And we've like ruled out everything imaginable. Um, And at one point I was questioning my own sanity about this. I even went to a specialist in Miami that's affiliated with the University of Miami. And in the end, she came to the very same conclusion as Dr. Anthony. Um, certain types of shoes. Like I said, that's why I don't really buy cheap shoes. I don't, you know, I'm going to buy quality shoes. Um, But even then it's still, you know, it's still a problem. Um, So I try to do more platform heels, no high heels, um, lower shoes, but can't go too flat. Listen, it's a whole, it's a whole situation. So um, it's, I'm icing it now. And I'm hoping that it'll settle down today. I'll probably do like a, a Epsom salt foot soak a little bit later on as well. But it's just, and it is the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. And like I said, it seems to always happen at the worst time. Like when I'm sleeping, five o'clock this morning, it woke me up. When I'm driving, I go to an event. And if I wear shoes that I haven't worn in a while, and they're kind of pinching my feet a little bit, it'll flare up. And I'm like standing here trying to talk to the governor with a straight face And I'm in so much pain, like my foot is just, you know, and I want to be like, oh, just grab my foot and chop it off. But anyway, um, yes, it's it's a whole it's a whole situation. So and of course, you know, like most of us, when we're not feeling the pain, we're not thinking about the things that we should be doing to kind of offset it. So I should be stretching way more than I do. I should be doing calf muscle stretches. And I don't think about it unless I'm like about to go exercise and I know, okay, it's probably going to come on after a bit of an exercise, um, or whatever, but yeah, it's just, uh, uh, it's one of those things folks. So I do live with, this is, this is my chronic pain situation, but yeah, this tense machine has been a godsend, even if it just dulls the pain, it makes it manageable, I can normally, I'll put it on, um, it lasts for, it has a timer on it for like an hour. The The original one that I had had actually no timer. Like you could just leave it on forever, but they don't really recommend that because your body gets used to anything, including even the numbing of pain. So there's different settings on it that you can utilize. So I'm going to order one more of these so that I can always travel with it because Lord Jesus, I just feel like I need it all the time. Good morning, caller.
6: Sandy, good morning. Hi, honey. I can't find your, your station on TV. What's going
0: on? YouTube. We're on the backup channel because YouTube claims that we were talking about something medical that wasn't true. Oh. That. I don't oh. know what they're talking about. But listen, just go to, um, if you're in YouTube, or you yeah. can WhatsApp me and I'll send you the link directly. But just ah. put in Cayman um, Mall Road Cayman, and you should be able to find the YouTube channel.
6: Cayman Mall Road Cayman.
0: Yes. So type ah, okay. that in. And it's, Uh, it's the, you'll see that the symbol is actually different than the regular one. So it is a, um, it's the gold coin. It's the CMR logo, but in the gold coin.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we have about 50 people actually on the (laughs) YouTube channel. Thank you, my dear. (laughs) Normally we would have a lot more because I think some people are still struggling to find us. But yes, we have two YouTube channels for this exact same reason. Just like we do, you know, we have the Facebook backup feed and stuff as well. But just search for, um, and the thing is, you got to subscribe to it so that you know it'll give you notifications. But let me put it here in the um, chat as well. So it's um, Cayman Mall Road, Cayman, and then you'll be able to find it. So that's where when we get in trouble in the other feed for whatever reason, and they've actually got us blocked this time for two weeks, and I'm like, but we didn't even do anything wrong. But they're claiming that I've I've appealed it. I mean, they haven't come back yet with a decision, but. Um, I basically said I think you guys got it wrong your so-called artificial intelligence is confused um, but hopefully they'll release it beforehand before the two weeks and then we'll go from there but listen this is this is how these things work unfortunately so it has it has put us in in YouTube jail claiming that something we said went um what did it say something about medical misinformation I'm like huh? What? So we got a strike and, um, it says, yes, your, um, content was removed because of a violation of our community guidelines. And then when you looked at the details, it said something. And the weird thing is the headline was ministers already selling out in medical misinformation information. So I have no, oh, they rejected my appeal. What? I don't even know what they're talking about. That is that is crazy. And then, you know, a lot of these things, they don't. um, I'm pretty sure we weren't talking about anything medical that day, but a lot of these things, they don't actually. um, hmm, They don't actually allow you to like really appeal it to like a live person a lot of times. Like it's just bizarre. So anyway, yes, we are in that Facebook jail until December the 17th, I guess. Um, and you you can't... It's so frustrating. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to do away with YouTube and Facebook entirely, I feel like. But, you know, you kind of need them because they're the big boys in town. Um, but, yes, it's, uh, it's crazy. Huh. Eh, what to do, what to do. I tell you. Um... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what medical information i are talking about. Misinformation. Anywho, we carry on. We have the backup channel. So just find us on the backup channel. We're still on Facebook. Obviously we're in Bobo. Um, and we're going to start looking at options of just streaming directly on the website as well so that you can go directly on the website and just have a look. So Steven says, worst pain in the world. Wouldn't wish it on my enemies. Oh, girl, oh um, boy. You have foot problems too. Um, Yeah, you know, your feet carry a lot of load. I don't think a lot of us recognize how much so, but it carries your entire body. And so I do feel like we um, neglect our feet a lot. But, you know, I'm just grinning and bearing it. Um, Occasionally, if it's really bad, like now, I should probably take some medication. And it's probably going to take morning, Jaron. How are you doing? There's no school today um it's probably going to take about a thousand milligrams of painkillers to help this settle down which is a lot and I don't I really really like for that to be a last resort so I'll put some more foot cream on today um and some more icing and just try to grin and bear it Mm -hmm. um thank you Tony Paul is here joining us from Bermuda where's Miss Linda is Miss Linda here Um, Rough seas, we're still waiting on confirmation. So yesterday I got a tip that was a pretty pretty well-placed tip of um, a a body having been discovered, a decomposed body in East End. I mean, we're waiting to see. We've asked the police. I don't think they've said anything yet. So this person said, um, what is this? Um, You know you got that from those nighttime squats. Lord have mercy. No, the calf muscles are not from any real squatting. Trust me. Good morning, police heading east, high speed two cars. Yeah, I saw them also. was it yesterday or day before? Um but um, yes, honey chill. what can you do? Ah uh, Johan is liking the top today. He's saying that kind of looking milfy in that leopard print today, meow. I don't think you should have said meow. Meow is a little kitty. It should be like a big, like tiger growl, like, err. The fact that you said meow says a lot about you, Johan. Mm-hmm. Boring. We know who's not doing backflips between the sheets. sheets. Johan, he's boring. Talk about meow. Hashtag sneaky links, he says. He's so funny and ridiculous at the same time. Yeah, so I have on a different kind of top today. Um, you know what? I said it's Friday. Um, since my foot was giving me problems, I'm like, I'm going to make sure the rest of me looks good. (laughs) You know, forget the feet. Um, uh, somebody said, your hands sweeting you up for more brown is I know, right? That's what he wants. That's exactly what it is. He thinks that compliments is going to get him somewhere. Um, so yes, I decided to put on a different top this morning and, um, you know, I guess it might be considered, I don't know why, why do people think leopard is like sexy? I don't know. Whatever. And then, you know, this is so easy because you just wear this with black and you're done. You can wear it black or beige or brown. It's a nice print um, that you can just work with. Uh, Perla also likes the top. She's like, Ooh, how do you look so hot in that blouse? I love it. That's what you chill. What a hot mess. Morning to Haley. Wishing everybody a beautiful morning. So, hurricane season is officially over, um, it is the 1st of December. And apparently the 1st of December, kids get into this whole elf on the shelf thing. So listen, we didn't grow up with no elf on the shelf because we probably didn't even have any shelves (laughs) to put the elf on. So I know nothing about this from childhood experiences, but I do know that it's a thing. And I guess, you know, if kids are still believing in Santa, this elf on the shelf is supposed to help them behave. I believe that's how it works. And so, um, you know, parents use every tool in their arsenal box to keep children behaving. Even if it's just for the month of December. Mm-hmm. So you got this little elf. We have run around here somewhere. My husband needs to dig him out. I don't even know where he is. But we, she tries to find him every single day. We hide him somewhere different. And then she finds him. It's just a fun game. Something that's like entertaining. But now that we have Zeus, we got to be careful where we put the elf on the shelf. Because if we put it too low and he can find it, it'll be the elf that was chewed up by Zeus. No longer the elf on the shelf. This dog puts everything in his mouth. Oh my God. He is definitely, you know, I don't know. Do dogs go through a teething stage? Cause this seems to be lasting forever, but he is a puppy. You give him, you put the towel down after his bath. He starts nibbling on the towel and he's going to eat it. The, and, and then he eats it. This is the worst part. He's chewing up his toys. Um, this morning we saw him chewing something. We're like, what on earth is this? It was the stuffing of the toy and he was about to eat it. I'm like, dog, no wonder you're always constipated. Sometimes I walk him forever to get him to use the bathroom. I'm like, "Mm, that's because you eat everything. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. So I'm hoping that as he eases into, he's going to be one in February, that hopefully I'm trying to remember with Coco, but I got Coco when she was already one. So she wasn't quite a puppy, but, um, you know, hopefully he starts to settle down with all the stuff that he loves to eat. Morning, Debbie. Um, Perla says, I'm going to prepare my coffee and look for my bun, Yes, Miss Sue says I have neuro neurology nerve problems in my left foot. Um, Health City wanted fifteen hundred dollars to do tests. No way can I pay that amount. Then still doesn't get, huh? still doesn't go. I take Lyrica at night to help sleep. So, um, listen, you know it's it's costly sometimes to figure out what on earth is going on. Like I said, I've been to multiple. I'm sure I've spent way more than that. I've been to multiple doctors all over the world. In fact. When you say that, um, Sue, the one in Miami that I went to, she wanted to prescribe a foot rub. And the one that she recommended was $2,000. Listen to this. A $2,000 medication that's like a foot rub. And I'm like, uh, what's in this exactly? What kind of miracle cure am I looking at here? And it was like, there's only one manufacturer in the U.S. that makes it. So it's a specific brand. And I was like, honey, child, no, got not going to $2,000 to be spending on no medication. And you can't find it. I mean, I was looking all over the U.S. for it. It's very, very limited in terms of where you can even find it because a lot of stores just do not stock it. It is so ridiculously priced. So you talk about medical stuff in Cayman, you'd be surprised um, what you're paying in the U.S. And that would be out of pocket. I was like, child, I ain't got to two grand to spend on no foot rub. I'm sorry um good morning to stephanie so good to see you george is here so nice to see you uh, he says worst pain in the world is back pain and foot pain i i believe you george trust and believe um uh, miss olive is here <laughs> steven says maybe i just need to feed the dog oh he eats um he's very sort of finicky still with the eating like sometimes you put it down he's like yeah he doesn't feel like eating but no he eats poor little thing um, he had to get shaven down, by the way, because he was starting to get a little bit matted. Uh, I'm gonna take full responsibility for that because I should be brushing him every day. And he's different than Coco, although they're the same shampoo mix. Um, he has more of the Shih Tzu in him than she did. She had more of the Poodle, which means that even her, even Zeus's um, texture and hair and stuff, is different than hers. She was much more like curly, mixed with the curly. And she didn't have that thicker undercoat that he has. So if you don't brush that, apparently it gets matted really, really quickly. So when I took him to the groomers the other day, they were like, ooh, he's matted. And if we try to comb this out, this is going to really hurt him. So I think we're going to have to shave him down. I was like, "Oh." So he looks like a little rat right now, walk around, no hair. And you know what is so interesting? I do see her guest waiting. So I'm going to jump on that here in a second. But when now that he's shaving down, I think it has impacted his confidence level. Now, I know y'all are thinking, Sandy, you got to be crazy, but hear me out. Hear me out here. Okay. Um, he's used to having this body of fur, which keeps him warm because now he's such a shiver a little bit. So we cover him up at night in his little blanket. And I think that that gave him like a poofiness that he was walking around like, hey, I am a big Zeus. Like, what y'all going to do about it? Now he doesn't have that exterior. And this is a lesson for all human beings you know, make sure your exterior is nice and and tough and how you want it. Cause you know, people approach you differently and you walk differently too. Um, so now he doesn't have that. He's kind of like, not so sure of himself. <laughs> and I can see that he's a little bit more like timid. He wants to be held more. So, ah, poor little thing. Um, Duke says engaging in exercise one hour max releases relieves body pain, dumped the idea of meds. Well, it depends on what's causing the pain Duke. Cause in my case, exercise would actually make it worse, especially if it's high impact exercise on my feet. So even when I go and play pickleball, um, I can expect to have some pain afterwards. So yeah, that's, you know, that's a very wide and sweeping statement that isn't necessarily true. It just depends on um, what causes the pain. But nonetheless, exercise is good for many other reasons. Marshall says, it sounds like Zeus is a goat eating up everything. I've never owned a goat, but probably. Uh, First Lady J.M. says, yes, foot pain and back pain ain't no joke, yo. That's right, hadn't you? All right, folks, let's uh, switch gears a little bit here. Happy Friday. Um, we got lots of things that we're going to talk about. We still got, uh, it's only 8 o'clock. It's nice and early in the morning. But I do want to bring on a guest who is, uh, you know, was visiting her island from overseas. And um, she's going to talk about a very, you know, harrowing experience that she had in her beautiful island. And this has led to um, her recognizing that we have some gaps in our legislation. Hmm. Go figure. I mean, you and I live here and we know about a lot of gaps in our legislation, but it's interesting when other people come from abroad and they also say, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. That can't be right. Are you sure that's how your country's laws work? And we're like, "Mm mm-hmm. And meanwhile, While our elected officials are running around, you know, handing out $1,500, they're not fixing some of these very critical loopholes that exist in legislation that would serve to protect all of us, right? And so I would love um, to see a bit more of that. So let's go ahead and, and invite Louisa onto the program. Good morning, Louisa. Good morning.
7: Thank you so much for having me. Happy Friday. Thank you. Yes.
0: Happy Friday and happy December the 1st.
7: How are Mm -hmm. you? Right. You know, well, not as good as I want to be or should be, but, you know,
0: hanging in. They've taken it day by day. Absolutely. So we were talking this morning um, about, you know, some of the pains and aches that we have in life. But you've been having some pain recently that is no fault of your own. And so let's just back it up a little bit. And tell us how you got in the situation that you're in. Now, you were visiting your island. Just remind us of when you were actually visiting.
7: Yes. So I did fly out to um, your island back in October 25th. Um, Mm -hmm. I went out there for some uh, continued medical education. I am a physician. And so these are things that we have to do. You know, yearly to keep up uh-huh. our license. So I decided. Well, you know, I've always wanted to visit Cayman Island. So they have some courses out there. Hey, why not? It's a perfect opportunity. So me and my husband <laughs> went out there, and um, you know, our first day there, everything was pretty okay. We were staying at the Marriott, um, a hotel, and then which is where the conference was being held at. Uh-huh. On our second day there, we decided to go out for dinner that night. Um, you know, we asked some of the locals around. You know, what is a good you know restaurant or whatever someone did recommend the peppers restaurant which is about a block from the from the hotel mm-hmm. you know which is where we went Um, We had a nice dinner. Everything was pretty nice. Um, At the end, um, you know, we were going to start walking back to the hotel. And as we were crossing the street, you know, then a a car that was going, I don't know, he must have been going 55, 60 on a 25 or 30 mile road. uh, He struck us both. Now, um, I don't remember anything because, of course, I had a concussion and I lost consciousness. So I woke up in the hospital my husband—he—he um, he had a concussion. He didn't lose consciousness, so he was able to see everything that happened. Um, you know, luckily there was a, a big crowd, a lot of people around, so they helped. You know, they called the ambulance. They held him down and everything. The driver fled the scene, never stopped. So, well, I woke up in a
0: hospital. In- so let me let me just let me just um, pause you just a second here. Sure. So um, you got hit as a pedestrian walking. Um, were you actually on the pedestrian walk when this happened?
7: Um, I don't remember, like I said, I okay. lost consciousness, but we were walking to, you know, across the street as as we should. Yeah. Um, I don't remember anything. Which is kind of okay with me because I really, I I think I would probably be feeling worse Mm -hmm. right now if I could you know, if I was uh, living that moment day by day, which is what my husband is going through. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I woke up in a hospital. I mean, imagine waking up in a hospital Mm -hmm. in a country that's not yours. People, just everyone is a stranger around you telling you you just got struck by a car and you need surgery. Mm -hmm it was the you know it was a nightmare the whole time i'm worried about my husband because i mm-hmm. you know i hadn't seen him he was worried about me it was just crazy mm-hmm. um you know we did have a, a police woman that came by later on that night to get a statement and i'm sitting here like we just got struck by a car. You want a statement? I'm, I'm just like, can
0: you give us some time? Well, my dear, well, I must tell you, you're actually lucky that that they showed up because in most instances, they would have told you there's nothing they were going to even do about it. But anyway, that's a whole yeah.
7: other story. So then she showed yeah. up and she was, um, I think, you know, I think she was a, the sheriff or something. She was very stern and, you know, just very adamant to my husband, you need to give me a statement. And and because you were, you know, like, you have to tell me how you were crossing. And it was just so upsetting to him. And he said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to sign anything. I don't like your attitude and you're making it seem like what, you know, like we did something wrong. We're here in a hospital. We could have been killed.
0: Yeah. So and so this was, this was, this was the police that were actually at the hospital saying that yeah. he made give them a statement then. Wow. So, yeah, this is, this
7: was so i want to just make it clear there was a police woman her name Mm -hmm. is um pc samuels that's not her at all this you know that woman is an angel she's very very good policeman it was another person i didn't get her name i think she has a higher rank she might be what we call a sheriff here but i don't know what you guys call Mm -hmm. it but that's who she was she then later proceeded to go to the ICU, okay, intensive care unit, which is where I was at, and wanted me to get a statement. And I'm saying, I don't remember anything. I just literally woke up and I'm on the hospital bed, loopy, just feeling, you know, groggy and everything because I'm getting ready to go to surgery. And she was just adamant. And even the nurse really practically kicked her out and said, "You, this is a patient that was in, in an accident. She just told you she doesn't remember. You need to leave her alone and you need to leave. Wow. And I think because the, it was an ICU where, you know, patients are usually in a very delicate state and she left. Wow. I didn't see her again, thank God. Um, wow. But yeah, so, you know, everyone in the hospital was Really good, the doctors, the nurses, the staff, amazing people, amazing, just very caring. However, let me just tell you about the billing department now. <laughs> that same <laughs> night, there is a lady from the billing department, okay, it must have been like 10, 10 11 o'clock because the accident started, it uh, happened at nine thirty. She went into my husband to try to get him to pay. She was like, well, your wife needs surgery and you're gonna be admitted. So I'm gonna need at least, you know, a thousand dollars or something like that because, you know, I need payment. And and my husband was just like, wow. Like he, he it he, it was just crazy to us. So mm-hmm. then, um, you know, he said, well, no we can't or whatever. And so she came to me the next day. Post surgery, and and I and she was like, "Well, you know, I need some, some payment." I said, "Wait a minute, it doesn't work like that. We got hit by someone, and he was a drunk driver." So that was what I didn't say was that. That same night in the evening, uh, the the guy that hit us, he actually went to the police and turned himself in, and supposedly oh. he was drunk. He was three times over the the limit, right? Oh my god! And they checked him, so. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was awful. And I told the lady from the hospital, the billing lady, I said, wait a minute, there's gotta, no, this is not the way things are done. We just got hit by someone that was driving drunk and we need to go through his insurance. Man, that is when the when the nightmare began because then she started saying, Well, you know, if he was drunk driving, if he was, if he, if he had a DUI, he was drunk here in this country, insurance is they don't have to pay for anything. Mm. And I almost, I almost passed out when she said that. I was like, mm. what? Like I couldn't believe it. Like I tell people that here in the US and they look at me like, wait, what? What country is this? What Cayman? Are you sure? What is that? Mm. I, seriously, it it was it's really insane and it's incredible. But that is the reality. That is the reality. So my husband and myself, we left Cayman Islands with almost forty thousand dollar hospital bill. Um, and, um, what we did here is, um, you know, we we decided to, well, let's try and see if we can get an attorney that can litigate something with insurance so they can at least pay the hospital costs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's pretty much where we're at right now, just mm-hmm. waiting. But before we left the country, I did reach out to you know, an attorney's office. And they actually said to me, you know, uh, unfortunately, yeah, that is true. If there's a drunk driver, the insurances will not cover anything. Mm -hmm. And and she said that is a loophole. She also said a lot of countries in their government, they have a fund, a fund um, to where things like this happen, then Mm -hmm. they will cover it. Well, Cayman doesn't even have that. And so I said, no, no, something's got to give here. This is not right. So Uh you're you're telling people this beautiful dream that your country Uh is so beautiful, your beaches are so beautiful, come over here and and see our paradise, but you're not saying one important thing, and that is if you get hit by a car as a pedestrian, you Uh can get killed and we're not going to do anything about it. You can get really hurt. And we're not going to do anything about it. You're going to go back home with hospital bills and hurt.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: And, and I said, no, that that can't be. I mean, if I need to talk to someone, is there anyone in the country that is trying to change these laws? I mean, what is the process? But that yes. is straight up wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. That's wrong.
7: Mm-hmm. How is that acceptable?
0: Well, it's a it's a good question, and uh, we're gonna just call Tiz, who um, might be I think the attorney that you spoke with, and she is an attorney here in the Cayman Islands. Who um, Tiz is from Recover. Um, they are sort of the you know experts when it comes to personal injury, and we've talked about this before. But now we have Louisa, who's here, sharing her personal experience, and this is really really important because folks. If you're not understanding what the issue is here, I'm going to try to break it down and we're going to have Tiz, from a legal perspective, really um, just explain this as well. But essentially what you have happening here is a loophole in the law. And I'm sure the insurance companies don't mind it remaining a loophole because it means that they have to pay out in fewer instances. But you have a situation here where no fault of your own, you can be involved in an accident. And there are things built into the contracts of the insurance companies that allow them to exclude or say, you know what, we're not going to cover this because, and apparently when it comes to vehicular coverage, and it is a little bit shocking because there's so many people who are involved in, um, you know, in a DUI, it's their fault. Um, the insurance companies are basically going to say, if that person is at fault, if they were doing something like drinking, we are not going to cover cover damages To the third person. So not even the innocent party. So it's not even like they say, well, we're not going to cover anything for you. You know, so we're not going to place your car. You're going to lose your um, coverage with us, et cetera, et cetera. The innocent party is actually the one who is suffering. So this is pretty crazy and pretty wild. But let's go ahead and get Tiz on the line to see if she can add some clarity from a legal perspective. And I think the bottom line is we need to start lobbying our governments to change this because- We know a lot of Caymanians who have, um, unfortunately, uh, been victims of this as well. So it doesn't really matter where you're from. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. How are you? Great. How are you guys? We're good. So we were talking about this. Of course, my mind automatically um, went to you because um, I know that you have discussed this before on the program. You're, you know, uh, personal injury experts there at Recover. But uh, this seems a little bit shocking to me, and there seems to be no sort of willpower from our elected arm to try to do anything about this. Um, tell us from a legal perspective how the insurance companies are getting away with this.
8: So I, I want to thank Louisa for coming on on your show and highlighting this issue, which unfortunately we see day in and day out affecting so many people's lives, so many people's futures. because. They get struck by someone who doesn't have insurance or is not covered by insurance and then are left with a nightmare to deal with all their injuries and all their medical bills and Mm -hmm. figuring out the rest of their lives on their own. And it's really disgusting. It's one of the the saddest things that I I see on a daily basis on this island. And things have to change. And I think part of the problem is that not enough people realize um, what, you know, how little little their rights are uh, when when they're hit by somebody Mm -hmm. and the insurance company doesn't cover so insurance companies like you said are very happy to sit back and deny claims Mm -hmm. uh, especially where drunk driving is occurring because they consider that a criminal act and that's Mm -hmm. something that their policies don't cover Mm-hmm. So then what is the poor person left to do is, is they can try to go after the actual driver personally. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: But if that driver does not have any means, any assets mm-hmm. does not own property and does not work, mm-hmm. then it becomes very, very difficult to get, get a judgment and enforce it against that person. Wow. Whereas if there was uh an insurance fund or um, another solution would be to get your own insurance to cover you comprehensively mm-hmm. in the case that you're hit by somebody without insurance mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. there would be some protection like a fallback that you would have mm-hmm. and and peace of mind that you know just in case okay if god forbid something bad happens to me like this i can always go to my own insurance mm-hmm. company or to a government fund if there's no, absolutely no insurance. Like as a last, last resort, um, I know in Canada where I'm from, there's the motor vehicle accident claims fund.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And, and that is where people can access. you know, if, for example, they're a pedestrian, they get hit by a car and the car uh, takes off and can never be found. Mm. Um, you know, you would be able to apply for compensation through that, through the government and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure in the States they have something, if not similar, um, they're covered by their own insurance uh, companies. It's crazy to me that we are so behind on this island um, that we don't have anything like that in place. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And and the worst part is, is well... For visitors and tourists, that that is such a bad uh, taste in their mouth that they leave with
5: mm-hmm.
8: um, no, you know, after going through all that, you know, they're never going to come back here again, and they're not going to talk well o- about our country. But for the people that live here, it's all falling on cynical's um, lap, right? Because mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they're covered by the um, government health scheme, that cynical spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on uh, people who are injured in car accidents mm-hmm. when it should be the auto insurers covering that so this is something the government I think really needs to turn their minds to mm-hmm. and you know consult with uh, insurance companies consult with uh, legislators and figure out a solution to this problem because mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunately it's really bad and it's not something that happens rarely it's a regular
0: occurrence mm-hmm. unbelievable so um thank you so much tiz um for that uh you know explanation again tiz works with you know these types of situations every day how often tiz would you say like how many cases like one out of ten two out of ten like how many cases are you looking uh-huh. at where you're finding that this loophole is, um, basically allowing, you know, the insurance companies to get off the hook from paying.
8: Um, yeah, I, I would say it's one out of 10 because it's not only drunk driving, it's, it's anything the insurance companies can, like, if you're, if your license wasn't renewed on time, Mm -hmm. if uh, you were driving your vehicle, um, Mm -hmm. to work and you were picking up a passenger, they're saying, Mm -hmm. well, you're using your car for work purposes and we're not covering you any chance that they get um you know if you didn't renew your insurance on time Mm -hmm. um there's just so many so many reasons that they are they actually look for it before they when you know as soon as a claim they're aware of a claim Mm -hmm. they start looking for a way out to exclude it wow yeah yeah Mm.
0: that's It's horrible. And it also says a lot about our our insurance companies here. I mean, so many of us think about how much we pay um, for coverage and, you know, you you don't use it. I mean, knock on wood, you know, I've not had an accident that I've been at fault um, for at all. I don't think since I've even been in the Cayman Islands. But heaven forbid the one time happens, um, you know, they're going to try to say, well, you know, you know, was her eyes really on the road that day? Like, oh, did she forget to tell us that they, that they increased her blood pressure medication 16 years ago? You know, like I've seen yeah. cases like this popping up on the cause list and we've even reported on some of them and we've written about some of them. And it, it really just is um, shocking that their primary remit seems to be just collect your payments. And then when you need them, they want to disappear and they're simply not there.
8: Yeah, I think it's the mindset is they're all about profits and they're not really caring. Like when you're into get into a situation like this, um, you know, they're the first ones to to close the door and say, sorry, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very unfortunate.
7: It's awful. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I wonder because insurance companies as well as banks and corporations sometimes they want to do what they want to do but yeah. but you have your government there you have your state mm-hmm. there you have your city there to protect the people you know so you know that is the part that is lacking that needs to to be revisited where you know the, the country actually the government allows for insurance companies to do this and Drunk driving is very common over there, as I hear, you know, I hear from locals that that, that is common. People drink and they drive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's got to be some sort of a repercussion. Yes, I understand it is a crime. Right. It is. But but at the same time, this person that it committed a crime is also paying you. For insurance, you know, it's it's, it's not like they're not giving anything for free. We're not asking you to pay something out of your pocket for, for nothing. You're actually Mm -hmm. getting paid. You're making millions of dollars with people buying your insurance. Mm -hmm. And it's just really bad. I have, I have a friend here that was going to go to Cayman to buy a condo and rent it as Airbnb. Of course, she's not going to do that now you know, after learning what happened to us. And if, if this is something that I have to talk to people about here in the States, I definitely will, Mm -hmm. because I've also heard of people that have been killed out there that nothing has been done. You know, they have to just come home in a casket and their family, there's nothing there, no compensation, nothing. I don't understand how you know, this can happen to people, not just tourists, like you say, also people from Cayman islands. This is just not right. So if you have a family and the dad goes out to work, gets struck and hit and killed because someone was drinking and driving, then that's it. What do you tell the family? What do you tell those kids? We're sorry, but we just don't pay because that's our policy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, At what point uh-huh. does your government step in and protect your people? You know, wow. like, at what point, yeah, we're, I, yeah.
0: We're asking the same question a lot of different times. Yeah. Like, such. I
7: understand that everyone is comfortable in their palace over there in England.
0: Oh. <laughs>
7: but shit, you gotta think about the people that are out here. You know, yeah. we are the people that are making your country because your locals are working. They are working, right? And then you have tourists that come and spend money. Like, something's gotta give. You know, and it's sometimes it's got to happen to the right person to mm. start something or to join, because I, I know that um, a lot of people have been trying to do something about this. And mm. nothing has, you know, nothing has given. It's just yeah. insane. And you guys do vote for a governor, right? You do get a governor.
0: Well, we, we don't vote for the governor. That That person's appointed from the UK. But we have elected officials. Okay. And we have a premier of this country who makes the equivalent almost of what the United States, the president of the United States makes. So they're, they're pretty well paid. Um, the question is, you know, are they asleep at the wheel quite literally? And are they paying attention to these types of issues that are critical to the protection of people in the community? You know, um, Louisa, I want to thank you so much. So where are you now? Some people are asking, if you had travel insurance that might've been able to assist you in any way?
7: No. So I didn't purchase travel insurance. I've never, you know, as much as I traveled, that's something that I've never thought that I needed, or I should have gotten. No, I didn't have Mm -hmm. travel insurance. I do have my um, own health insurance here from Mm -hmm. the States. Um, You know, and, and, they can cover something, you know, internationally. Yes, they can. But is that fair? No. So, you know, why would, why should we make it easier? And okay, you know, well, let's just pay the hospital because insurances won't cover. I just don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair that I involve my insurance company here. You know, I, I just don't. But no, I didn't have any travel insurance. And and quite frankly, to be honest, if I did have travel insurance, I'm I don't even. Trust that <laughs> there's, there's probably a loophole on that there in Cayman Islands, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't even know what to think anymore. And And it's a beautiful island and the people are very nice, very warm. You know, like I said earlier, the hospital staff, doctors, nurses are incredible, just incredible people, very good people. You know, we were treated so, so very well. Even at the hotel, they treated us so well, you know, because of this accident. But the legality part of it really is just not right. Just not right.
0: All right, my dear. Well, really, we really appreciate it. Um, so much. And maybe this might be the turn. Um, I don't know if our um, legislators are paying attention and listening, but perhaps they are. And uh, we can see what happens in there.
7: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm so glad you guys let me in the show just to kind of say my story and my part. You know, I definitely do have a few friends here. We're going to organize and, you know, we are going to start organizing here in the States and just letting people know here what is going on in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. And so once it starts in one country, it might spread. Next thing you know, you guys are going to be like, hey, what's going on with the tourists? Well, you guys got to start fixing stuff.
0: Mm mm-hmm. hmm. hmm. All right. Uh, Michael says in the comment section, the lady stated that DUI is a crime. No, here it's a traffic offense, not a crime. Um, Tiz, you want to speak to this um, from the perspective of the insurance companies, how they're able to actually exclude it?
8: Um, It it is against the law to drive drunk. Mm -hmm. So it's excluded. Um, It also, even though it's like traffic court, Mm -hmm. it's treated like you lose your license for a year mm-hmm. and you get a fine mm-hmm. um so it's not and you know the government did i have to say they took one step further by reducing the legal limit mm-hmm. or right because it used to be i think 120 and now it's 0.8 mm-hmm. 80. So, I mean, because, but, but the problem is that drinking on this island, drinking and driving is so common Mm. and so prevalent that it's a huge problem and it Mm. keeps happening. Wow. So we have to, we have to take further steps.
0: Mm -hmm, mm Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, well, thank you so much to Tiz uh, Romano. Again, she's at Recover. You guys can reach out to her. Just remind people, Tiz, if they want to, if they find themselves in a situation, how best they can reach out to the Recover team.
8: You can reach us uh, 24 hours a day on our WhatsApp hotline number, and it is 924 9999. Again, that's 924
0: 9999. All right. So thank you, Tiz. Uh, Louisa, thank you again for sharing. Thank you, your story. Thank you so um, very much. You take
7: yeah. care. It's Hopefully you know, we'll get something out of something yeah. Happen, happen. We'll,
0: we'll definitely keep in touch. And I wish you um, a full recovery as well. Thank you
7: so much. Congratulations. You have a beautiful show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
0: All right, folks. So we, we definitely have to do more. Um, would you have a caller? Give me one second here. Let's see. All right, Tiz. Thank you. Um, I, do, I do see, oops, sorry, that was a little bit abrupt, but I did say someone else trying to call on WhatsApp. Hold on one second here. Um, you know, the WhatsApp sometimes rings on the phone and the app when I have the app up. So hold on, Miss Darlene. I'm coming to you, honey, Chill. I think I, let me call her back from the computer. We do it from the computer so you guys can hear the audio. All right, there we go. Yes, Good morning. Morning, morning. Happy
9: Friday. Happy Friday. I was listening to part of the conversation. and Mm -hmm. What I found very interesting over here in the UK is that they have something that, well, the locals call it black box. I'm sure it's not black box in Mm -hmm. the insurance range of things. Mm -hmm. But what this does is that insurance companies, if they have any doubt, are usually found in non-experienced drivers. Say you just get your license, Mm -hmm. whether you're 50, whether you're 17 or 70. Uh-huh. they have, they put you on to what they call a black box, what the locals call a black box. Uh-huh. And what that does is that monitors, just like an aircraft I believe, they monitors your movement, how uh-huh. you drive, how you accelerate, how you brake, whatever. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. what that do, they will put you on depending on how long they feel. So you as a driver, and then the other thing is depending too on how you drive is your insurance. And this insurance will go across the island here and um, say, well, okay, um, Betty Jo or John Brown is a bad driver uh, or not suitable. I don't think they say but uh, And then you get lose points. So a lot of the drivers are so conscious of that if they got a block. Because I, I was listening to just a maid of mine and she was saying, she said, oh my God, I'm so cautious. I don't want to brake hard. I don't want to speed, accelerate. So they'll monitor you for one year at a time. And it depends on what kind of result that box is showing them Uh that you will then get a lower premium Uh or an increased premium. And then this is, of course, across the the country. I don't think Scotland participates in it, but I'm not for sure. Wales and the UK and England um, participate. So a lot of times you'll see um, people will behave differently Uh because they're so scared of... Increase insurance. And insurance in the UK is not pretty um, cheap. It's very expensive. Mm. So these are little things that I think that we could take, um, you know, to encourage them. But they know whether it, the way you drive, whether you're drunk, if you're swaying or or whatever, because mm-hmm. the, 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 this computer or black box they call it will will then see what mm. kind of, of thing in it. They can call the police, they can yeah. so it's all it's all things to to um um make you conscious of the way yep. you're driving. Yeah, you know, so okay. I just thought of thank that. you so
0: much. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. All right, um we got a poll question coming up here, and you know what? Um Kevin, I was actually thinking another poll question we should do because just as I was listening to Miss Darlene there, um I was thinking to myself, another poll question could be um, how many of you would be open to having some sort of a device in your vehicle that forced you to blow? I mean, like a breathalyzer. I, I would be up for that. Kevin, can we, can we maybe add that to the poll? Can we do a two-part poll question? Can we add a second question? Cause I'm curious to know, I'll take that one down so you can add it. I'm curious to know how many of you would be open to that? Now I can hear, I can hear the airwaves, of your ears perking up already. Oh, Sandy, they're taking all of our freedoms away. What next? Well, you know, I don't mind giving up a little personal freedom for this safety. rough see, says, no way. I'm, I'm like, listen, I don't mind giving up a little personal freedom to try to keep us all safe. You know how many lives we could potentially save if you got in a vehicle and you had to blow? Because a large percentage of the accidents in our roadways or cause because of people who intoxicated, just like this lady, Miss Louisa. She got ran over. And by the way, who who was it that this person got arrested? Um, I'm gonna try to find out who this is. You know, because the other thing is that I think we need to know is um I don't mind having a wall of shame for drunk drivers. You know, who I'm hoping the person got charged. So Lavana says, um, Good morning. I was at the hospital that night when they brought her and her husband in the emergency area. I was there with my dad. What a harrowing experience. My goodness, Diamond Princess says, to be honest, plenty of these drivers do not want to stop at the crossing for persons uh, crossing the road. Well, they're going to be less likely to stop if they're drunk. They're not even paying attention. Remember the one lawyer guy, the Australian lawyer, who was trying to sue every media house in Cayman? because he was nothing but a driving drunk and he'd been in multiple car accidents. And um, in fact, the most interesting thing about him is he already had another vehicular case before the courts. And in the judgment where he mowed this, again, crosswalk, coming from the Ritz after sitting there for hours, drinking champagne all day, um, well drunk, and comes out his speeding Mustang or whatever he was driving. I think it was a Mustang. Mowed this couple down. And then had the audacity after he served his jail time, you know, left the jurisdiction. His name, in case y'all want to remember it, um, is, uh, let me tell you what this jackass's name is, Simon Christopher Courtney, corporate lawyer, used to work at one of the law firms here, you know, and the, the sad thing about these people is they go out drinking, they can afford a taxi, they can afford a driver, they can afford to call someone who is sober, But once you start drinking and you got keys in your hand, your judgment is beyond impaired. So, yes, this guy um, quite extraordinarily almost killed. I mean, the people suffered uh, extreme damage, almost dead. And then, you know, he had this attitude about it. And he's actually spent years now trying to hide the truth from people. Because I guess when people Google his name, it comes up. And he's doing his best to try to hide this. Um, maybe he's trying to find a job back in Australia. I don't know. He even tried to add us to it because we covered, we did a little story on where he was, seen there going to jail. I was like, what the heck? Trying to sue media for covering a story on you because you were drunk and and mowed people down. So, um, just absolutely disgusting. Real piece of work here. There's his wife, his supportive wife walking to, to court with him. I know one thing. It wouldn't have been me honey. jail. So he had a champagne brunch at the ritz Carlton. Um, he was drunk at the time, but again, because he fled the scene and remained missing until the early hours of the next morning, by the time they actually were able to test him, of course, they couldn't tell what his blood alcohol level would have been at the time of the accident. Let me say a few things about this. Number one, If you flee the scene of an accident, we need to ensure that that is immediate jail time. Not only immediate jail time, but can I just go one step further? You know how in law, um, you guys might have heard me talking about this before, there is a presumption. There's certain presumptions that um, are allowed, right? One of the presumptions is that when you are being interviewed by the police, if you know something that could, you know, exonerate you, say you have an alibi, you have some sort of, you know, story um, that would exonerate you, or you can tell them something, you know, you have you an have eyewitness, you got something, and you refuse to tell the police, or you refuse to answer any questions, your silence, because you do have a right to remain silent, but your silence um, can actually work against you. So you go to court, and all of a sudden, you're like, well you know, I didn't remember it at the time, but I was actually at home with my wife and I've got her as an eyewitness. So your refusal, it's called an adverse uh, inference, right? Your refusal to give a statement can actually work against you. Cause then they're like, well, why wouldn't you just told that to the police? Why wouldn't, you know, you're supposed to help yourself, help your own defense. If you know something um, that could be useful, then you're supposed to provide that information. So this concept of an adverse, um, oh gosh, what do they call it? Adverse, uh, what's the proper legal term? Did I just say it and I've already forgotten it? Adverse inference, my apologies, yes. This concept of adverse inference from your silence, right, I think needs to go one step further. Mm -hmm. This was introduced in Cayman Law because it's very common in a lot of other jurisdictions. So I believe that this was introduced back in, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember how long it's been, but I I know that it was um, maybe back in 2010. Yes, yes. So uh, yes, back in September, 2010. So, um, So here's the thing, right? Um, I would go a step further with sort of the same concept of, of adverse inference, but an adverse, I mean, I guess you could say inference as well, that if you leave the scene of a crime, there will be a presumption that you were intoxicated. <laughs> Why else are you leaving the scene of a crime? Now, I know some people say, oh, but Sandy, you know, you, you get scared and you don't know how to react and you don't know how to what to do and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. Maybe. But you better stay put. Because you adversely impact an investigation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me see. Mm-hmm. give me one second here. All right, so um, so yes, I think that we also need to start thinking very, very strongly about having uh, that type of legislative change, you know, considered as well you leave the scene of an accident, there's a presumption that you were drunk. If you're not drunk, stay in the scene of the accident and do a breathalyzer. I wouldn't have any issues whatsoever with, um, my apologies, I'm trying to fix my ice pack. (laughs) I would not have any issues whatsoever with uh, being forced. Of course, y'all going to say, well, Sandy, that's because you don't drink. Well, that's true. (laughs) So I don't ever have to worry about blowing and, and blowing positive, right? But Even if I were a drinker, I mean, I would want to know. Am I over the limit? I don't want to get pulled over or hit somebody and kill someone or make poor driving decisions and so forth. Now, Ms. Darlene was talking about this black box thing in the UK, right? I don't know too much about that. But what I would say is the technology is there um, in a lot of newer cars that do allow some sort of a control over um, the driver's habits. So, oh, honey child, we know exactly who the driver is too. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be naming him today. I don't know where he's from, but he's going to get, he's going to get blazed up this morning. Oh, what a drunk. So, um, uh-huh. so yes. Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't, um, uh-huh. I don't, uh, I don't know much about that black black box, but I do know that there's a number of modern vehicles that allow you to have similar features because it's all computerized, right? So for example, Tesla vehicles, and there's probably other brands, but Tesla is really known for like the tech stuff in their vehicles and other cars can, can do it. I mean, they can put all kinds of other stuff that's a bunch of frills and nonsense that you don't really need in your car. But they have an option where, um, say, for example, you have a Tesla and you've got teenagers who are learning how to drive or young persons and they're under your insurance. And, you know, parents, y'all got to think about this too because a lot of our young people are making really, really poor decisions when they're driving. You can limit the speed limit that that car goes to. So you can say, I don't want this car to go over 35 miles an hour. Yeah? So... It is what it is. You set it and that's it. It doesn't go over 35 miles an hour. Um, There are other cars that actually have the ability to see if you're not focusing on the road. Uh, The Mercedes cars I know do that now, the newer ones. And they will actually tell you, you know, because they have all these road correction and road assist features where when you're driving, they try to, um, like, correct you if they see you veering off. They'll, they'll try to stop you. They try to brake for you. They, they beep if you're getting too close to someone. They don't see you braking. They do all sorts of things. And they actually have a thing now that monitors your eye focus. And if it sees that you're like looking down on, on your phone or you're looking around and you're not really focused at what's in front of you, it actually disables like certain features in the car. And it'll tell you this has been disabled because you're just not paying attention. We need you to pay attention. Isn't that crazy? But my point is the technology is evolving in cars where soon you wouldn't even need a separate black box. These are features that will kind of come just like your seatbelt. Every single modern day car that is made comes with a seatbelt. So these are features, you know, that will roll out. But a lot of us are importing these old Japanese cars that are not necessarily going to have any of these newer features yet. It's going to take a minute for maybe that to get caught up. But, you know, there are things that our government, in my opinion, needs to be focused on and needs to be doing. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
6: Good morning, Sandra. How are you today? Good
0: morning, ma'am. I'm good. How are you?
6: I'm not too bad. I'm bothered with a pain in my back for the last couple of days. But Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so just like, like just like you with your 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 feet. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say to you, did you try um um uh, like soaking them and then rub in warm water and then mm-hmm. and then rubbing them with,
0: with Voltaren? Well, I I did mention that um I do use a Voltaren rub and, and other types of rubs as well. And um, the absence foot soak also um, is beneficial. So it's a number of things that I have to do, my dear. I wish, was, yeah. I wish there was just one thing that I could say, yeah, that's the magic bullet. But it tends to be yeah. more than one thing. Yeah.
6: Um, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, Another cool. thing I wanted to say to you, um, with that lady, yes. I, I didn't catch all that what had happened or anything, just... About this accident and and being an emergency, but um, and this morning would be a good time for her to call in on on OC show because the governor and the premier both are going to be there at nine o'clock on OC show, mm-hmm. and and I I don't know now if. That would be the proper thing, but they need to know or if she don't know or, or the premier don't know, mm-hmm. um, they need to know what these insurances is getting away with, mm-hmm. to, be, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But um, if it were me, that's,
0: that's what I would do.
6: Okay. Really? Well. <laughs> because she she's I, a visitor to this yeah.
0: island. Well, I, I guess she wants to come where the majority of people are actually going to be listening and paying attention. I mean, I hate to tell you, but I don't care who yeah, the radio
6: came yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> They might yeah. only have
0: twenty five people over there, regardless.
6: Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. that is pretty true too. Well, where, where everybody everybody can hear what what is what, you mm-hmm. know. So. I, I just thought it would be, an an idea, but I'm sorry to hear about that poor lady. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, you know, her, her suffering that she's going through, and 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 things like that. But not all of us, mm-hmm. um, are like, uh, you know, not all of us are are. are drinking and driving mind you got some had some tourists down here like the ones that you had that wrecked your place Mm. and and whatnot too you Mm. know what i mean
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i mean the thing about it i mean this instance she's she's a visitor she's a tourist but i don't i didn't really want that to even be the focus i know she said a few things that people are like oh well you know Why doesn't she have her own insurance? And she said, oh, it's not fair for them to pay it. Like, why would she have that kind of attitude? I saw some of the comments and so I wanna make it very, very clear. The vast majority of people who are impacted by this are local people or Caymanians who live here every single day, who are, you know, having to suffer because of poor drivers, drunk drivers, irresponsible drivers. The whole nine yards. So let's take the tourism and the foreign person element. I know she was saying, you know, like tourists may not come to Cayman if they know that these are laws. I doubt that that's going to make one bit of a difference because, you know, like I said, it's a numbers game. Most of them come here and they leave here perfectly fine. You know, we've got over a million, uh, almost a million as up to 2023, September, that have come off of cruise ships alone. And 99.9% of them leave here alive and well, and they're perfectly fine. And the other percentage Mm -hmm. that don't leave here alive and well, they're dying from drowning accidents and water related things because, you know, the little ticker wasn't working too well. And they thought they could come here and and swim a mile or go scuba diving when they've never been scuba diving in their lives. So, Uh, um, you know, I don't that isn't the focus. There's a lot of Caymanians. The other day we had this young man um, from West Bay. Um, uh, Oh gosh, the grant young boy, I can't remember his first name now, but you know, he, he was killed. He was, he was, Mm -hmm. his life was taken by a guy who was drinking and driving in this country. And now his children that he has left behind will have a completely different quality of life because of what happened and because there's no insurance coverage. Oh yeah. Well, he was drinking too. So, you know, we're not going to cover him and he barely gets a slap on the wrist in terms of jail time um, from the courts. So there's a lot of changes that have to happen around this issue. And I think if we're going to take it seriously, and if it means that we have to look at how it's impacting our community, then we need to take it seriously. Children are being left fatherless, motherless, because of people driving around here drunk as a skunk and uh, not caring about you know who they're killing on the roadways exactly exactly so uh, i you know i i feel let's see very strongly like we've not addressed this and we haven't done enough and for the record let me also say this because this is a point that is is definitely worth mentioning um you know tiz just mentioned we have made one step in the right direction in the sense that um our legislators have recently increased the um the the limit like that you're over. Right. And what I find particularly interesting about this, and this might be a shocker to a lot of people is in order to even get there. Do you know how difficult that was? Because the majority, (laughs) listen, listen, I'm going to tell you a little inside nugget. Now, the majority of our legislators, and this is the same reason why they won't tackle anything like gambling and a lot of other crime. Right. Is they were sitting down, going, well, you know, a lot of my a lot of my constituents drink and drive. You know, I got lose votes if I push for this. Our legislators, who are getting paid a handsome sum, are not willing to make decisions that are not popular, because they are more concerned about the votes they may or may not get. Can you believe it? That's
6: right. It? More concerned about that X. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: No sir. All right, my dear. Mm-hmm. Thank you okay, so much. Okay, I thank you, Sandra. Good show sure, as usual. Thank you so much. And it's just, um, John says facts. I mean, I'm telling y'all, this is just absolutely ridiculous. I, I could not believe that there would be anyone who did not see the benefits of putting that, that legal limit, um, you know, more in line with what's accepted. Because by the time your point, whatever the heck it is now, you're already well-sauced up. You're already impaired. You're already making poor decisions. And so it was a hard sell, you know, uh, for the previous premier to even go to his cabinet to say, we need to advocate for this. Well, you know, I I live in Northside and everybody out here want to drink and drive home, happy hour on a Friday. Really? So until we adjust our attitudes and we have a no nonsense, you know, listen, there's certain things in life that you just can't be fooling around with. Now, I said, I don't drink. If you drink, I don't care. I don't have any problems with you drinking. You know, I would hope that none of you are abusing anything, including alcohol, because it is a drug. Um, It really is that you hear what the physicians are now telling you. They're starting to tell you the truth about alcohol and your health. They're like, there is no safe limit. There's no, oh, just one glass a day and I get health benefits from it. No, you don't. Even one glass a day will have a negative impact on your health but if you choose to drink by God, by all, you know, good God, make sure you do it in extreme moderation. Don't binge drink. Don't get sauced up every single weekend. Don't, you know, sometimes people just have to tell you the truth. Now, whether you want to take the truth on board or believe the truth is a whole other matter. But folks, let me just be very, very clear. It is my opinion and Kevin, I'm trying to. Um, why is this? It's um. It's not allowing me to do a split screen on this one. I don't know if it's because I'm pulling yours in. Hold on. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. Hold on. Hold on. So you know, it's it's my opinion, folks, that um, at the end of the day, you know, we've got some t- tough choices. Yes, that we have to make. And one of the tough choices that we have to make is as a community, we need to start saying this is nonsense and we're going to take um, a very strong approach against this. There should be no excuses for drinking and driving. None. Zero tolerance. And so if you drink and drive and you have a DUI, should you have, this is one of our questions here on the poll question today, should you actually have one of these devices put in your cards? because already you have demonstrated that you have really poor judgment on your own. So rough C says good luck. Um, good, good luck making me spend any money on a gizmo that would probably inconvenience my life. Nope. Why, but why is it gonna inconvenience your life? Because if you're not drinking and driving, if you're not driving poorly, erratically, how does it inconvenience your life? Folks, we got some polls up on the screen. Please take out your phones now. You can scan them or you can go to the website. I'll put the link in the comment section as well. You can also, Kevin, just send me the link. You can vote directly um, by link. Just go and have a vote. So the first question is, should insurance companies have to cover third parties, even for DUIs? And I can tell you when I look around, um, this is the case in the UK and it is the case in the United States of America, what they will do. Is if you are caught with a DUI and you've injured third parties, they're going to cover the third party, but they're not going to cover you. To me, that seems to be the fair compromise here. Insurance companies should not have the option of um, you know, ignoring a, a, a innocent person's claim or injuries because their person that they have covered have decided, and this is part of the risk that you take, and maybe what insurance companies need to do is start to vet people a little bit better, and then they wouldn't take on high risk drivers either. Good morning, caller.
3: Hello. Good morning, Sandra. How are you today, mom?
0: Not too bad, dear. How are you?
3: I'm all right. A uh, little bit high blood pressure from <laughs> the standpoint that me try and drive out East End. Oh Lord. Try and drive through Barton Town, uh-huh. right there by the um, by the caves.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. Later in front of me driving the speed limit. I'm right behind her. Okay. Some fools in a white van overtaking. Had the, with, with oncoming traffic manager. Had the option to pull in between the two of us. Instead, they decide to push forward about two and a half times over the speed limit. Okay. Run a lady coming from East End off the road. Keep what? on going. Yeah. Now this is a not an uncommon occurrence that I witness because I have to travel the length and breadth of this island at least once a day. Oh my god. Right. Mm-hmm. I get up around the corner as soon as I hit into the 50 mile an hour, and I know that bastard. Mm-hmm. If I'm not use that word on there, whatever. Yeah, I, I, know think, that that, I think that would might be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I know that bastard. Uh-huh. We're going at least twice the speed limit. I know them police that, that were coming right around once, right around after I leave that, that's turned that corner after the 50 mile and I was on, saw that bastard traveling at a high rate of speed and they just keep on their way. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -mm. So, me personally, Sandra, I'm going to tell you right now, Mm -hmm. I would not be able to blame anybody who finally have enough of it. Because Mm -hmm. my natural instinct was to chase that bastard down, Mm -hmm. chase Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. bastard down, run him off the road, Mm -hmm. and deal with him. Mm -hmm. Because that's the kind of anarchy we're dealing with here in Mm My God. So, if you ask me how I'm feeling, I'm, I'm just letting you know.
0: Yes, well. I
3: understand. Yes, ma'am as it pertains to the subject matter that, that you were discussing earlier with that, that lady who went through a horrible experience. I just mm-hmm. want to say that me as a came on in, I just want to apologize to her for the unfair treatment that she received mm-hmm. by the insurance companies mm-hmm. and also the rudeness that she was confronted with by that police officer, whoever that police officer was. Yes. And we're going to look at the root cause matters of the problems that we have here in Cayman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Specifically as it pertains to the insurance issue that that lady unjustly had to suffer through. Look directly to the fact that we have the inculcation Mm -hmm. of private industry private sector having far too much power and influence over decision-making processes in these Air Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to tell you this. We are talking about a cabal. We are talking about damn near a cartel of insurance companies. And as it pertains to those laws, we do not have a transparent system which is going to show who are the members of the legislative assembly or the parliament mm-hmm. a direct, financial interest in that company or any other insurance company making a hefty profit year over year Mm. above and beyond the well-being and the interests of the Cayman Islands, her people, expatriates, and or our visitors, right? We do not have that transparency. So then we do not have a system that has any check and balance, which is going to be able to Forth, right let's put forward and identify the people who mm. have conflict of interest at the highest level yes
0: and and sometimes <laughs> unfortunately caller the conflict of interest may not be obvious so it's not going to show up if they declare if they properly declare all their interests but they're in the back right. pocket of people who own these companies who are involved in these companies you know all sorts of foolishness
3: exactly but that right there is a problem is a a causative factor that has to be identified for the issue that it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I appreciate the opportunity to do that moving forward, mom. Me personally, I think that there's a lot of people on the road Mm -hmm. who... Do not deserve, as I wrote to you, who do not deserve to be on a charge tricycle, tried to a post in a party room, regardless of whether or not they had a whole bottle of rum or not. That's
0: right. That's true. Okay. There's a lot
3: of people here who, who do not know how to drive. I and mean, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. here who seem to have come from someplace where Mad Max is, is the people who, who teach them how to drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-mm. I don't agree with, with, with the whole DIY level. But you know what? Okay, I can accept that as it making sense because of the overage of issues we have in this regard. My suggestion would be this. Mm -hmm. Let us have, let us look forward to supplying Mm a very simple device that allows a person on their own private Mm self to blow into and know whether or not they're actually above I'm beyond the legal limit to drive in Cape But let
0: me that, let me, let me say, states
3: should be it, they do it to folks in the states who yeah. are recidivists with DUI. Right. This uh, you, to what you're gonna say Yeah, Lisa.
0: I was going to say, if it's optional, though, how many people do you think would actually do it? No, nobody who listen. I might do it because I know it's never going to be a problem. But the people who need it the most are the ones who are not going to do it if it's optional. I Hello, think if you, I done think done. if you get, get at least the one yeah, DUI. I know the
3: product exists, Sandra. I've well, seen somebody on Shark Tank who invented a damn thing that attaches to your phone.
0: Yeah, well, I think if, if you if you had at least one DUI, that that should be mandatory.
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I'm no angel with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm no angel with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is one simple. Thing that could be done, help facilitate it, facilitate it for the, for the rental cars too. Because from what I could tell, mm-hmm. and I'm not driving down the road a video, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. was a tourist vehicle driven by somebody renting a car for their business. That was actually the individual who overtook and created that situation that could have ended in a death here this morning. Mm-hmm. I think that was a a, a a rental vehicle. I'm not sure. Can't mm-hmm. say for sure. Anyway. One more thing before yes. I go. I just want to point out how ridiculous things are in here, Kima. Okay, mm-hmm. All right, you know, right across the road from where Mr. Patton's offices are, there in Newlands, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a hole, and if you're headed east, mm-hmm. on the right-hand side, a road that leads out of Mr. Patton's office, okay. There is a hole in the in the in the divider cones, the divider divider sticks. Yet still, right before that, there is a sign that says, do not turn. This so is... we literally have a road with a sign that says, do not turn. But uh-huh. some genius has decided to remove the thing to allow people to turn into it.
0: Oh, this is like if you're like people be trying to cut across and go to Wendy's. Yeah, that yes,
3: is correct. Instead of yes. continuing
0: on, I, and roll. Con- yes. And it's confusing. I'm going to be honest with you because the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, was it moved to allow us to turn there? I, I it's
3: couldn't... <laughs> yeah, it's no. it's Yeah, dumb. I mean, which what, what do these people want? Who the people who are in power and authority huh? here? They, mm-hmm. they, they literally got a sign that says do not turn, but yeah, still it open up a hole for people yeah. to turn. Now, you can, in an in, interim, a say yes. sign and say, can you tell me how to have something like that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: The answer is no.
0: All right. You're on a roll in a this morning. morning. On one for no, thank you thank got you. got my little run. Yes, out of honey no. Appreciate yeah. it. Listen, we're here, we're here for you. If it helps cool. to control the blood pressure, then call us and and and, and rat and rave. Because I was wondering the same thing. For it took me a second there to figure out. I was like, hold on, it's like, oh yes. And I thought to myself, the first time I saw, I'm like, did they remove it? Cause now I can turn there, but then it's too risky of a turn. I'm like, who in their right mind would take that turn? Cause you know, people coming straight down from the eastern side and they will slam right into you. So it's a bad area for people to even think about turning, but I'm confused about why the cones are not there. Good morning, caller. morning, Sandra. Hello, honey. How are you? I have
10: an answer for you.
0: Oh, yes. Which With, uh, with, I, with which problem?
10: <laughs> with, with with that turning there in Savannah. Oh,
0: yes. Okay. How do, I, explain it to I, me. How does it make sense?
10: I'm, I, I'm not sure if it was on your show or if it was on OC's show, but uh-huh. basically there was Actually, I think it was OC show, and there was a day where NRA was on there. Okay. And that's why I can remember because I know you always you always do an expose on there uh, for NRA as well. But mm-hmm. the long short of it is that is not to make a right turn mm-hmm. uh, in it going east. That is to make a right turn going west. In that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. all members of the public who live east of that post office mm-hmm. typically mm-hmm. checks their mail at that post office. So someone called and lobbied the NRA when they were on the radio and said, listen, when we're coming from East, we have to go up the road uh-huh. and find some way to do a U-turn. So can you please remove some of these barriers so we can turn right into the post office? Huh. It is not, it is not for people going East to uh-huh. turn to go to Wendy's, but we have, and, and this is actually perpetuated by the police, quite frankly. And I, I, I I say without fear of successful contradiction
5: mm-hmm. because
10: they are just as lazy as the rest of our uh, roadgoers mm-hmm. or a lot of our roadgoers in not using indicators at roundabouts at traffic junctions and what have you. I I can't begin to tell you mm-hmm. how many times I, I witnessed this. And, and I felt so bad when I heard the doctor that was struck by the vehicle um, saying how she was treated. They mm-hmm. seriously lack bedside manner. Um, mm-hmm. The police officers, but back mm-hmm. to that. Amongst, point,
0: amongst other things, but yes.
10: Well, uh, to the, <laughs> there's a laundry list, but mm-hmm. just I'm just gonna go with the basics. But yes. the fact is, it, it was it's it's for to facilitate those who use the post office yeah. in Savannah who are coming from east, which is why it was done. And unfortunately, people are just so lazy; they just can't go right up the road. Uh, and I'm talking about those who turn right when they're going east. They want to go into Wendy's. They just got to go up a couple of yards more make the right turn and it's even for their safety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so um, it's NRA did not factor in access for the post office in that regard. So um, as a result, that's what was the compromise that was done. Um, mm-hmm. But. I, I, I again it all comes back down to enforcement. You know that thing where you give an inch and take a yard? Well uh-huh. oh. what's happened is that everybody is so desensitized that literally it's the wild west out there on the roads. It's a reason I have a lifted pickup truck. Because uh-huh. I have uh-huh. a car as well, but I drive that pickup truck 9.99% of the times. Uh-huh. Because if you want to plow into me, well, I'm 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 elevated. Uh-huh. You plow into me.
0: So
10: uh-uh. oh. But but I mean I said i didn't all obviously. Yeah, Aubrey, I, um,
0: yeah. I mean don't don't tempt them now because you know they're crazy. Oh, yeah, um, but yeah, this gonna, this is this is very interesting. Okay, thank you so much. And, I appreciate and, it. And
10: let, me, and, and let me just say too that unfortunately, I'm sure it must have felt like that. I know it would have felt like that to me. But that yeah. driver was not doing no fifty, sixty miles an hour when he struck those people because they wouldn't be here talking about it today you know a car at 10 miles an hour can can, can kill absolutely. a pedestrian
0: absolutely absolutely
10: that's just, that's just the reality mm-hmm. um but my two cents on the dui side of things mm-hmm. is immediately there is no there is no court like you can do mm-hmm. you know there is freedom but there is no court when when i when a legal certified lab brings back a toxicology report of saying dui Mm-hmm. We can save ourselves a lot of time, money and effort that can be put towards a fund that would take care of, you know, people such as that, where they are automatically convicted once mm-hmm. the blood level, blood alcohol level is shown mm-hmm. to be uh, over and above. It saves the courts time. There's no ambiguity. Uh, it's, it's all there. Move along. You're guilty. There's no explanation because you've been warned. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, back to the old politicians, they're not mm-hmm. going to put that into law because they want the votes.
0: Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you Take so care. much, caller. Really appreciate it. Kaboom! Uh, both callers deserve the kaboom, but thank you so much. Um, I tell you what, folks, it's it's astonishing to me how, um, again, you know, we're electing politicians who are in a popularity contest. <laughs> I mean, we need to elect politicians with a little bit of gumption. And sometimes, yes, it's not the popular decision, but it is the right decision. and that is what we need to focus on. Mm-mm. What on earth? Unbelievable. So um, the um, I've got a good contact at the NRA who um, has confirmed some of what that caller said, but it, this is what it's actually the postal service that was complaining. So this person says, yes, um, there's a lot of agreement that that needs to be closed. But the postal service is complaining that the opening is needed for their customers to gain access. It's a long protracted history with this one, and they're still trying to get it resolved. Um, Apparently, there might be some negotiations going on with Countryside for some sort of an internal driveway access to the post office through Countryside. And to me, that would actually make a whole lot of sense. So Countryside, step up to the plate, help your country, because again, this is just one of those absolutely ridiculous moves that Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I'm surprised that it's the postal service who's claiming people coming from the East. Listen to me, honey child, let me be very, very clear. If you have to go East, you have to come from the East. At some point you gotta go East, right? Just remember to pull in when you're going up, not when you're coming down. What is wrong with that? Can we not like adjust our lives just a little bit to be safer on the roadway? It's like the whole thing with with Grand Harbor. The people coming out of Grand Harbor up in arms, we don't want to have to, you know, every single day I go through Grand Harbor, I have to say like an extra five prayers. I need my rosary beads for Grand Harbor because you're literally taking your life and safety in the hands of everybody at that intersection because too many cars coming and flowing in different directions. And let's be honest, roundabouts confuse people. So go up and come back down. What's the big deal? Two seconds could possibly save your life. And by the way, I don't know what the NRA board ever decided. We haven't heard on what they decided to do with that intersection. But I can tell you that the voters were 50-50 split on it from the poll that we took. We should probably do another poll. But they were 50-50 split on it. 50% said, yes, let's close it off. We don't allow people coming out of Grand Harbor to basically cross over three lanes of traffic right in a roundabout to make that first turn. Good morning, caller. Sandra. Yes, sir.
3: Hello. Hello, darling. All right, listen, man. I appreciate that gentleman calling in, but it still don't make any sense. First of all, if somebody's coming out of that side road, leaving right in front of Mr. Ponton's member of parliament offices, they're entering into there. First of all, that is a horrible place to try to enter into eastern bound traffic. You understand? And listen it, to it, me. It don't make no sense the s- whole s- post s- office s- thing is if that don't make any sense people? at all because the post office is back down to the west of there. And if you're pulling out, coming off other of side road mm. at Wendy's, yes. your yes. only choice is to go right. And all you gotta do if you live down there and you wanna go to the to the post office in Savannah, mm. all you gotta do is take a left, drive right down the road, and then you pull in there. Yeah. yeah but, but I don't but, understand the gentleman's no, he no, sounds like I a mean, sensible man, so but but his explanation is not making any sense well, right listen, now at all.
0: I'm telling you, get to, this: is the facts now. It's the post office who's claiming they need that entrance available for customers but coming Sandra, to the eastern you district.
3: Can pull out? But Sandra, hold, on. Pull, right.
0: hold on. let me, you ask, can't you. Can't let me ask you. Let me ask you a question.
3: Can pull out the Wendy's there and no. head back to the west? It don't
0: make no sense. Right? But let me let me ask you this question: How many people you have to
3: go east if you're going to go through that little slot they left between the between the the the,
0: the, the sticks on the road? But let me but ask. you, that don't you, make a lick of sense. But Carla, talk about when I'm making yes. a lick of sense. This, this is this is now where we need empirical information. I keep talking about the the necessity to have data drive or decisions. Data driven decisions are important. How many people you think use that post office?
3: Sandra, I don't. I don't. It, it, it uh, I still mean, don't let, make let, no lick of sense. No, but
0: let's ask the question. Because I'm understanding, it's only like one or two people a day that would even be accessing and doing that. That does not make any sense.
3: It it's, doesn't it, it makes impact even, anybody listen. coming from Savanna or that side road. Sandra trying okay. to get to the t- trying to get to the Savanna post office
0: someone, where somebody I am driving is that side road,
3: which is to the east.
0: Someone asked if you, you had to be outside traffic
3: there and go west through that little side piece. You Can't do it.
0: Caller. Someone yeah. someone's asking if you had any apple cider vinegar today.
3: <laughs> tell them I pull up piss and vinegar from morning.
0: <laughs> all right. I want to call Savannah post <laughs> yeah, I, office.
3: I, honestly, all you gotta do is look on it and you can see what I'm trying no, to say. No, no,
0: no. I'm I'm in total agreement with you. They need to close it. Thank you, caller.
3: All right, how wonderful. Day. All right, honey.
0: Yeah, he didn't take his blood pressure medication this morning. I tell you what. All right, let me call Savannah Post Office, because I even want to know, you know, I'm told it's like one or two people. Listen, the data is there, you know, because traffic management, they do monitor. um, Oh, we've got another call. They do monitor, um, you know, some of the access to um, the the traffic flow and stuff like that. So I'm being told it's like one or two persons per day. Actually, they're checking mail coming from the Eastern Districts. Anyway, this is nonsensical. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program
11: good morning
0: hi morning uh how are you not bad how you doing happy Friday okay happy
11: Friday and it's happy first of December yes
0: Whew, we made we made it yeah. through hopefully no I, late late I, storms but yes very thankful you know, I I believe that we're
11: entering the period of the first cold front <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yes
11: anyway Sandra mm-hmm. I just want to say I don't know if you remember this or not that once you had Minister J.E. Banks on your show. And I called him while he was there, and I spoke to him about that same stretch up the Savannah Road. And I'm one of those people mm-hmm. that have been asking to have that thing changed mm-hmm. from the time the new post office was built. Mm-hmm. This will, and this is no criticism on the minister at the time to build the post office. But this is a fine example of what I call um, cut and patch. It was done with no foresight, no wisdom at all. First of all, the post office is built wrong. It's facing the wrong direction. You don't have an entrance to that post office. Anybody coming east can't turn into the post office unless you do an illegal turn. Mm -hmm. That's not fair to people who pay rental at that post office. Mm -hmm. I use that post office. That's where my post box is. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to drive halfway down to Georgetown to find a roundabout to turn back to face east so that I can turn in there. Now, I understand that when they wanted to try to work something out with countryside, that was refused. Well, countryside then should not have been permitted to be built. Until they decided that they would share some Mm -hmm. access with that post office. It is a fatality waiting to happen. I am surprised it hasn't taken place yet. I go out there to check my box. Once upon a time, I could pick a time that there wasn't much traffic, but that's no longer the case. Any time of the day, any day of the week, even on a Sunday, traffic is a mile long and you have to wait. So my heart is in my mouth every time I need to go to the post office for whatever reason I need to go there. And it's not one two people using our post office a day. A post office is quite busy, but it's also very mm. dangerous trying to get in there. It's not so bad coming out because you come around and then you can get into the left lane. But it's not fair to those of us who have post boxes there we pay the rental every month and then you got praise to God that you can live to get back home. And I just hope you want to pick on something you said. To a person that goes to Georgetown every day and coming back east, yes, that's perfect for them. Because as you say, they can say, okay, I'll check it on my way up. But what happened to people who don't have to do that? What happened to people who are retired? They're only going to check their box. And also, just to add about countryside, there was a time that um, they have, when you go down there by that Chinese restaurant, there was a gate that was open. So you could actually park in countryside, walk through the gate, check your box, and walk back over. Now they've locked that gate off. I don't know why. See, these are the things I feel our governments need to flex their muscles with. And say to them, we need some help here. Help us, you know. Mm. Or, or here's what we're
0: going to do. Well, I mean, but, I mean, I I don't know that they can force countryside. You know, I mean, a private shopping plaza um, has to maintain some control over what happens in their plaza as well. But but government I, also
11: has the. Right I think anybody. To, what do they call it? Um, take when government needs property, what's that word? What it's called. Um, that when the government needs property to do something, and they say to the owner, "We need this. We, we're, we're gonna." Well,
0: I, 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 this. doubt. I doubt government was Anyways. proposing to buy it, but um, so no, I, no,
11: I, I'm not I, I do. By, but you can ask for access. It is possible, and mm. it would not cause any more burden on countryside. It could actually save some lives. But just to bring you up to mm-hmm. speed, I did speak with Minister Jay about it twice mm-hmm. since. I spoke to him on your show Mm -hmm. and he told me that they had drawn up a new plan and NRA or whomever does the approvals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So something else was pointed out to them about it, which Uh. I think was the entrance to the MLA office out there or one of those places. Mm -hmm. So they decided to adjust the plan to include that so that they wouldn't have to go back and do something again. So he told me they were actually working on it and they pretty much come up with a final plan of what they're going to do. I'm really hoping and praying that I don't have to sit and watch the next election come and that road is still there. Because I've been living in Savannah now for 30 years and Mm -hmm. I've been dealing with that for 30 years. So and I've been asking from the time the new post office was built, I've been asking, you know? This is where public input should be listened to. Mm -hmm. And, And if they would flex their muscles and do the right things, they might be surprised to know how much people would support them. And remember, if you're running in a community, listen to what the people are asking for, listen to what the people need. That's how you get votes and you keep votes. All it right. Is.
0: Thank you very much, Colin. Thank you so
11: much. Have a have a wonderful weekend. You
0: too. All right. So rough seas um, says, "Wouldn't an easier solution be to just put the permanent cones back there?" <laughs> I mean, that's the question, I suppose. Um, looks like we might have more than one poll question here going on today. But anyway, Perla says, "I did suggest before if some areas like schools or hospital zones, if they should put speed bumps there." It's safer and slows down drivers, but I'm not sure if anyone agrees. I know I would. Sandra Coe, good morning, Sandra, says if you live in Newlands, all you have to do is turn right on Aguti and then left on Shamrock, and then you there you go, problem solved. Which one is Aguti again? Um, but I mean, even if you live in Newlands, you can still come down, you don't have to go in the bypass, you can still come down, I mean, I don't know, everybody who's lived in the Eastern Districts has to pass the post office. On the mean road unless you just take the bypass i mean i don't have that's not where my post office box is um but i am curious to know and i'm going to try to find out if we can get some usage stats actually from nra uh for that particular um location so let's have a let's call um let me see here now recall we'll the post office because i am curious to know how many mailboxes how many postal boxes are even there i try not to go to the post office not at all if i if i'm being completely honest hmm Morning Airport Post Office. Good morning. What's the number for the Savannah Post Office? Nine four seven. Uh-huh.
6: Nine four Nine seven.
0: seven. Mm-hmm. Fifteen eighteen. Fifteen eighteen. Um, actually, you might be able to answer this question for me. I could save myself a phone call. Do you know how many um postal boxes there are at the Savannah Post Office?
5: I would have pull out.
0: Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Um, the road behind Foster's is a Guti. How do you get to Gooty? I don't, I have to, I'd have to drive it. All right, folks, don't forget, vote in the poll. Um, scan the barcode. I'm going to vote now. So I'm going to show you guys how easy it is to vote. So all you do, open up your camera on your phone. There we go. And then you scan it, and it shows you a little yellow thing. See it there? I don't know if you guys can see it. Uh, uh, uh. See that little yellow thing that comes up? It's only when you when you can see the barcode. So it'll, in your camera, it'll open that up. You click on that. Click on that little yellow thing, and then it takes you to the poll. See? It takes you right to the poll, and then you can vote. So the first question is um, current. Um, so, should insurance companies have to cover third parties even for DUIs? I'm going to say yes and send in my vote. So, so far, 100% of the people have said yes. Get the poll numbers up though, because you know they're going to say, oh, only 10 people voted. All right, where's the next question, Kevin? So, the next question is um, oh, it took me to the next question. Should repeat DUI offenders be required to blow into device? each time before driving, I think that that should be a condition. Yes. If you've done it once, the chances of you doing it again are pretty high. So I'm going to say yes to that as well. And so far, hundred percent of the people have said yes to that. Um, so go ahead and vote folks. Um, 2737, 2737. That's what I was saying. 737. Okay. Thank you so much.
6: You're welcome.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
6: Um,
0: mm-hmm. All right. So, 2007, I'm surprised it has that many. I didn't think it was that big. So, they say they have 2,737 boxes. Why am I surprised it is that big? Um, somebody said Savannah Post Office is not that busy. I don't know. I, I never go in there. Trust me. Even, even the one seven mile beach, not really that busy. The few times that I do go, but I'm not a post office person. If you want to not reach me, send it in the post. That's the best way to not reach me. Cause I go once a year. My husband checks it a couple more times than that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't go to the post office. Uh, I send everything electronically, sign up for electronic mail. Bills, send those electronically. I don't need you to print a bill. Even my bank statements, I tell stop wasting paper and sending these paper statements. Okay, go ahead and vote, folks. You got two questions here. Um, I've just registered my vote. So far, 100% say yes, repeat offenders should be required to blow into device each time they drive. Uh, Greg, good morning. So Greg says, I think that bars and restaurants should be held accountable for knowingly allowing their customers to leave their establishments drunk. You know, um, I feel like, is this not in law yet? But absolutely. I mean, it is the law everywhere else, Greg. And you know, the thing about it, it forces bars and restaurants to be responsible themselves because some of them just keep serving people when they know that, you know, people are just beyond sauced up, over the limit. Did y'all, did I ever tell you about the time that I um, traveled to the US and like I told y'all, I don't drink, but somebody that I was with was drinking and they actually cut her off. Oh, honey chell, Greg, let me tell you. It was at Hops. Now I don't even think Hops exists anymore, but there used to be one right off of. Um, it's close off of US One, which you know that's like the Biscayne Boulevard, but it runs all the way down. But this was by down by the falls. Um, so there's a restaurant and used to be in they had like Florida, Miami, called Hops, and it was called Hops because in the middle of the restaurant um, they had a big brewery and they brew their own beer. So they had like a whole brewing thing in the middle, right? Um, oh, they closed their doors. And as of 2014, they've closed their doors. Uh, I don't even know if they're, I guess they might not be around anymore, but anyway, I used to love going to hops because they had this amazing, they used to serve these little appetizers. They they give you little free appetizers, but they, they were like croissants with a little sauce on them to die for. Other people, I guess were going for the liquor, not me. So she was there. We went to Miami and normally I'm, I'm very particular, especially after a trip like this. There's a reason why I don't really travel with people outside of my family. There's only like maybe two other people that I would really travel with to say, yes, we're traveling together because I don't trust people. I'm not getting caught up in your hot mess of a situation. I don't want to hear anything about, you know, you trying to smuggle drugs and next thing you know, customs digging me up. I'm like, how to the no, no, nope. no, you got drugs hidden in the baby's diaper and I didn't know, oh no, honey child. And also I'm just very funny when I shop. Like I ain't got no time to be waiting on you and you holding me up. Like I'm I'm very focused now. So i go to Miami and it's like, bam, bam, boom, boom. I do what I got to do. And if I want to go to a particular restaurant and relax, I do that. If I want to stay in the hotel and do nothing, you know, I, I don't got a time to be trying to accommodate too many people when I travel. Anyway, having said that, um I went with this young lady. I think she needed. She was a young mom, she had a bunch of kids, like a lot of kids. I don't know, 10 kids. Anyway, she needed to get some stuff and I was like, you know, I'll drive you around, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, here I am in Miami and um we're at hops and you know, she starts drinking. Now, I didn't well, I think I didn't know that she could drink a lot because yeah, she kind of drinks like a fish now I'm thinking about it. Cuz one night we had a party this is back in the day when I was at Maples. We actually had a party and I refused to allow her to go home to her children being that drunk. I'm like, you. I'm like, listen, I'm going to call the husband and say, honey, child, your wife's not coming home tonight because she's had one too many. And I don't want young kids to ever see a parent like that. And you know what that leads to? The husband's going to be upset that you went to a, a staff party and you got this drunk. We actually got that. They Maples was being told that they were going to get kicked out of the wharf because of this one person, her drunkenness. I think she might have had a little problem then with stress in her life, causing her to overdrink. But that was just my opinion. So anyway, I took her home, made her sleep on my floor um, that night and told the dog to leave her alone because I said, I don't, you know, roll over because I don't want you. You're going to throw up and I don't want you dying on your vomit because then, you know, I, I don't want to have to call 911. And um, she was actually I was having to stop on the way home to let her. She produces a lot of saliva when she drunks and she, she, she was having to spit and throw up and all kind of stuff on the way home. Oh Lord, how do I get myself in this, these situations trying to help people? Anyway, still so I was like, I don't want your kids to see you like this. This is not a good look. This is not what they should be growing up with. Hmm. So we go to Miami. She starts drinking. And within the space of, I mean, we were there maybe 45 minutes. She must have ordered like six beers. So then the bartender said, I mean, she was guzzling him like their water. I mean, chug, 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 chug. And the the bartender said, okay, we can't serve you anymore. And she's like, what? What do you mean you can't serve it? Here we go now, drunk people, you know. What do you mean you can't serve me anymore? I'm not driving. I don't drive here. Let me show you my passport. I'm from the Cayman Islands. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, don't mention that you're from the Cayman Islands. You're embarrassing us right now. Pick some other country or somewhere else. Pretend like you're from somewhere else. The bartender cut off, the waitress cut off someone and I was the driver. That is how much sense they have over there a little bit in the United States of America. He's like, no, this is the law. We're responsible. Only God knows what you might do once you leave here. So Greg, yes, they need to start taking some responsibility as well. But once again, in the name of corporate greed, they will serve you until you're falling off of a bar stool. And they will see you walking at the doors with keys in your hand and they're going to let you leave. I told you all about these police officers the other day, right? At this whole, you know, hot mess of a situation at the Airbnb. They were going to let a drunk woman standing by the side of the road with her suitcase in a private residential community. They were going to leave her there and the, the vehicle, right? The Jeep that her and the drunk boyfriend arrived in was there with a key in the ignition. And I said, y'all must be crazy. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out two plus two is going to be one hot calamity of a mess. I'm like, she's going to get behind the wheel of this car. She's drunk. She's impaired. She doesn't know this country. She's going to run into somebody else's fence or somebody's house, either kill herself or kill somebody else. And you know that when I stood up and tried to do the right thing, Greg and others, and I actually took and moved the vehicle, the same uh, so-called armed unit officer sitting there telling me I shouldn't have done that. That that was wrong of me to move the vehicle. And I said, well, what was the alternative? To leave her in the vehicle here and knowing exactly what was going to happen? Because now she's on her own. You guys finally hauled the boyfriend off and arrested him. I said, are you people kidding me? They were trying to make me feel bad. This is how jacked up our system is. I was like, are y'all serious right now? But you know me, honey child, I went and moved it, parked it in a safe place and said, I left it there with a keen ignition. Y'all need to do something with her, take her wherever. And I called the, the car company and said, this is where your car is, come and get it. Cause he's drunk and he left it on private property. And I did you a courtesy of moving it. Our police officers say, oh, that's not nice. You're not treating your guests very nice. Listen to me. I can see why we got so many problems in this country, and half of it is the people that we hire with no damn sense. And I hate to tell you, but a lot of them not even K That's the most insulting part. I'm sitting here looking at these officers, going, "Y'all, y'all, y'all really gonna make me show some colors tonight?" You know, I I don't like foolishness coming from anybody. But you know, you have the privilege of being in this country, and you're saying what to me? You're insulting me as though I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing the right thing. You guys are the ones who aren't using any common sense. Greg goes on to say, they should be able to take their keys from them and provide a taxi or the government should allow public transportation to run later than normal um, hours. Well, you can call a taxi, folks. I know y'all keep complaining about, oh, the taxi is expensive. It's not expensive when you're talking about saving somebody's life. You can't put a a price tag. I don't care if it's $50 for you to get home. What is that to take in an innocent man's life that has two, three, four, 4K four K-manion children that now those children will not have the benefit of being able to grow up with their father? How do you compare that to a $50 taxi fee? Or how about this? Don't go out drinking if you can't handle yourself. And what you do instead is stay behind home and drink. If you really got to drink that bad and get that stupid when you drink, just stay home. RFC says that restaurants make most of their money from wines and alcohol. I agree, but that does not mean that you need to compromise people's life and safety. <sighs> RFC also says that this would kill the restaurant and bar industry. Um, if they made that a law, restaurant and bars will close down. Well, it didn't kill them in the United States of America, so I don't Nobody dry drinks more than them. So I don't know how it would kill them in Cayman. We're just asking you to be responsible. You can drink, but do not get behind the wheel of a vehicle. That's it. Lavana says, "Sounds like I can travel with you because I'm the same way." Yes, yeah, honey child. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm yeah. eh, not traveling nobody because they they're not going to stand still. Uh huh. Um, if they limit the amount of alcohol they sell, they would have to up the price of all the food. No one is saying rough seas. Well. What we're saying is you have some responsibility not to let that person walk out the door drunk and driving. Now, if you prepared to ensure that they don't drive, and you know what else would be good? Let me say this as well. Every single bar and restaurant, just like how we want to say every single public facility, should have one of these, um, what's the thing called now, the heart. Um, Kevin, help me out here. The A- AED devices, right? To save lives. You know what would really save some lives as well? Is if every single bar and restaurant, as you're walking out the door, right by the door, gave you the option where you could blow into a breathalyzer in the restaurant. Imagine going out to your favorite bar. And you're walking out the door. But like I said, it probably not going to help much because you're But you, there's a breathalyzer right there. And you blow in it. And a little bell goes off. Ding, 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 ding. We got a drunkard right here, folks. Step on up. And then the waitress says, oh my gosh, you had that many drinks? Are you a lightweight? Hand me those keys, honey. honeychill. I'm going to call you a taxi. Hmm? There is a new campaign that is launching. And um, the new campaign actually is about trying to eliminate the number of um, road fatalities by, is it 20, 32? I'll have to double check. Okay. And so I think this is a good goal, but in order for us to get there, we need to really be serious. Nothing's going to change in 2032, 45, 46, 50, you know, 3,025 if we do not change the mindset of our people. If we do not implement some good common sense tools to help people. Nothing wrong with a breathalyzer. And those of you who continually drink and drive, right? The court takes your license away from you. You go out and the first thing you do is celebrate that you were in court today. And you are there drinking again and driving again, although you just had your license taken because now you're driving without a license. The second time somebody shows up to court with a DUI on a suspended license, this should not be a question of, oh, we're going to suspend it for a longer period of time. And no, 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 no. You should be getting very, very familiar with something called a jail cell and warming that concrete bench in a jail cell next to whoever your jailmate is going to be. Make it mandatory that we start sending some of y'all to jail for DUI offenses. I bet you you got to think about sobering up then. Hmm? Because I know a lot of you suffer from alcoholism and you don't want to admit it. Rossi says, imagine if the nightclub is only allowed to sell you two drinks. But like I said, in the big United States of America, they cut off. And I want to say she must have had about five drinks in 45 minutes, five or six. It was a lot. They cut her off. Because you see the alcohol and the liquor not even hit yet. She wasn't feeling it yet. I was like, oh, Lord, here we go again. I said, let me tell you something now. It's not key, man, You know, This, is not, this is not me driving through South Sound where I can Pause every couple seconds for you to open up the door and spit out the door. Or you feel like you're about to throw up. When I get on the interstate, there is no pausing. So you're going to want to be throwing up in the rental car. I going to roll you right out of the car. Hmm. Mm -mm. What a hot mess. Y'all need to do better. If you're going out drinking and you know what the end result will be, take a designated driver with you. You know, I used to be the designated driver when I was in university. Yes, everybody used to use me. Come on, up, Sandy, let's go to Tracks in ebor City. And I was like, okay, honey, yeah, let's go to Tracks in ebor City. I'm like, what the heck is Tracks? That was a nightclub on Thursday nights. If you know Tracks, you know Tracks. If you don't, then oh well. Um, that was Thursday nights, and um, Thursday nights was straight night because Tracks was not a straight bar. But Thursday nights was for straight people, so we used to go to Thursday nights. And I don't know if, even know if they're still around. Are they still around? Oh, no, it says, here's a here's a Facebook. Remembering tracks in Ybor City. Aw, I'm starting to feel old now when you gotta remember something from 1993. Oh, honey child, they even got video, waiting in line, Thursday night. See, oh my God, it's on YouTube. Somebody has a video waiting in, in line and in tracks on Thursday nights because Thursday nights was the drag, the drag show. So we also got a show. And Thursday nights was for the street people. So we would all go on Thursday nights Oh my gosh, I got it. Oh my God, was this many people in line back then? I don't even remember, but I do know I was a designated driver. And so everybody else was permitted to drink. And I was just there having a little soda and some water and making sure nobody wasn't trying to spike anybody's drink either. Cause that was a whole other situation. This is so funny. They actually have a video on YouTube from 1993. Huh, Tracks Night Club. It was very, very popular. Boy, those were the days, honey, chill hmm Live music band and all. Eh, to be young and, and naive again. My goodness. Look at that. Um, so I don't know when they closed down, but yeah, they were right there in Ybor City. They helped to revitalize um, Ybor City. Here it is on a Saturday night. Somebody else has a video from a Saturday night. I didn't really fool with Saturday nights too much because normally I was working the night shift on a Saturday night. Um, but anyway the point being that you can take a designated driver with you i mean y'all do have some sober friends right i mean you anybody got friends that could always be the designated driver that doesn't have to drink i mean like i said that's you know um that was me but i don't know y'all seem hard pressed to find anybody who's not going to be drinking as well um so Trax makes a list of the bars that were, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Huh. Oh a mess. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, I wasn't a big nightclub person, but I was there because I'm like, hey, you know, I want to make sure that my friends are going to get back safely back to the dorm room and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that was back in Ybor City on 7th Avenue. Yes, sorry. <sighs> reminiscing here, folks. I'm reminiscing. So it later became Tracks and then Pleasure Dome. Mm, what a hot mess. Um, That was the place back then, boy. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's check on uh, some other comments. Can you actually teach common sense, Siobhan? I don't think so. You either have it or you don't. Well, you can teach logic, believe it or not which is akin to common sense. So I'm going to say that it's possible, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, honey chair. Uh, whoa, she must have been under a lot of stress within those 45 minutes of drinking. She went from intoxication fast to NOSA. Yeah, she could chug them. And, that, and I think that is what had the person concerned, was how quickly she was drinking each. And these are... um. Uh hops used to put them in a pretty decent size mug, right? This wasn't a little small shot glass that they were trying to serve you. And so um, I, yeah, I think they were a bit surprised. The waitress was a bit surprised and the bartender at how quickly she was drinking it. So what a mess. Oh, I miss hops. Their little croissants were di- divine all right. Um, so let's keep it moving. Anybody else got a problem they want to call us about today? Nine three six two six two six. The phone lines are open. Um, let's see. Who's this calling me this morning on my private number? Good morning, caller. Good morning. I'm I'm on air. Do you mean to call the radios? Yes, live. Okay. Okay, you have to call me later. Okay, bye bye. All right. Uh, Pat says happy K Thanksgiving. That's this Sunday. What you what on a cooking? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm cooking anything, but I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. Uh Ingrid says, what about the people who go and go and buy liquor at Reflections liquor for less and park in? on the main street, blocking the roads, going to Pedro Castle. Say what? So they buy a liquor at the liquor store and they park on the mean, which mean street, Pedro Road? Oh, hold on. I think I understand what you're saying. So they're blocking, but which mean street are they blocking? They're not parking in the parking lot? Yeah, that parking lot is a little bit tight. And I notice when I drive by on a Friday or Saturday night, Y'all be uh, packing on the liquor sales. And so it's, uh, yeah, boy, it'd, be, it'd be tight up in there. Mm-hmm. Rough seas says it's not until the government figures out a flawless public transport system. Well, no public transport system is going to be flawless, first and foremost. So don't make that be an excuse for drinking and driving. Good morning, caller.
12: Just good morning, said what I can't find your radio station. I mean, you were supposed to meet this morning. I have everything ready.
0: We were supposed to meet, but you never called me.
12: No, I know, of course, because that time when you had called me, I didn't think I should have said anything, and I really forgot until yesterday, and then I didn't have no credit, to be honest, No, I just get credit.
0: But you can't, you can't call me and say we were supposed to meet if I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, but but I, 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 no, I told you that we were going to have you on the show on Friday, uh-huh. which means that you're calling, like how you're calling in now, and we put it all out there. But, yes, sir.
10: So, so we're going to we can have
0: to aim for next week, Friday.
10: No, what about Monday morning? If I,
12: if I record this and send it to you on the phone, that would be okay.
0: I mean, normally we like to be able to ask you questions, though. So th- this is this is this is what you do. We're live on radio right now. We we need to sort out and get you on the path of you know how I, this works.
12: I'm telling so you, truth, I didn't want to call you on a radio, but I lost your number. I've been okay. searching all night for that number.
0: All right. Well, listen. This is this is what you do now, right? You call me after the show today, and we're going to kind of walk through it and explain to you how it works and how we need to make it happen.
10: Just give me that number again, then 324.
0: Three, yeah,
12: 324
0: 1612. Three, four, 3-2-4-16-12. Mm-hmm. Well, thank yes. you. All right, there. Okay, all right. Let's call. Actually, this reminds me. Let's call Minister Jay Ebanks this morning. Um, he was actually trying to call us earlier, but his call had a lot of feedback on it. So let's give him a call and see if we can get a clear connection. Okay. Oh, yes. The two teachers fighting. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that. What a disgrace. All right, folks. Start voting. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Minister J.E. Banks. How are you? Hi, ma'am. How are you? Not too bad. So um, we were talking this morning about a number of things Including um, this uh, sort of junction, I don't know where the cones are there in Savannah, um, okay. that allow people to turn into the post office.
12: Correct. Okay.
0: So <clears throat> you're you're in charge of NRA.
12: Yes, ma'am.
0: Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I, um, I well, what, do, what do to you know that about Savannah
12: Junction? So yes. we have come up with we came up with a design months ago back mm-hmm. to be able to, to deal with this whole situation with this junction and turning into the post office mm-hmm. um the i've heard one of the callers was correct yes that we had a um a mutual agreement that we would come through from the countryside at one point um mm-hmm. there seemed like there were some changes that happened in there uh, with that um, mm-hmm. so we had to go back to the drawing board to redesign the whole intersection of uh that entrance to turn in there
5: mm-hmm.
12: um but i can guarantee you that um, it is um the design has been all just about almost finished there was a little tweak back to it again because what we wanted to do is not only to take care of the traffic flow turning into the post office but as a transport transportation sector also we wanted to be able to figure out how do we deal with all the individuals that are always just standing up on the roadside. The bus is stopping right on the roadside to pick up everybody by the um, yeah, station
0: where that bus
12: stop is. Yeah. But, yeah. So we went back and we redesigned it all together now, whereas we come up with a newer design where it would allow pedestrians to kind of be more in the center of the traffic island. Then instead of um, congregating on the side, but actually be able to give a pull off lean that must be pull off without just stopping directly into the floor traffic mm-hmm. and creating a lean then to actually get into um, the post office
6: mm-hmm.
12: so um, I mean is, is, there, is, is, there is there enough um,
0: can I just ask you a quick question is there enough space there for a pull-off lien in that area because it strikes me as that area is always kind of tight as it is
12: um, by the post office?
0: Yes, just in that general it,
12: it, coming into it, the
0: gas station, coming up in countryside. I know there's a bus stop there, but I don't even think it's a pull-off. You just kind of...
12: Right. Yeah. So there, there's going to have to be a little transition. Um, if you're coming from town going east where that bus stop is by Cayman National Bank, um, there's going to have to be a, a section of that sidewalk that shifts over a little bit. Um, where we actually have a, a pull off lean there so that the buses can stop there without uh, disturbing the traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you're going west, going back into town on the other side by uh, Wendy's, um, there will have to be some widening that will have to be done there to accommodate uh mm-hmm. extra lean going in that section there.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But
12: um, I can tell you that it is top of the priority list um, for. The savannah area for us to do um it's been something that we've been working on with Ms. heather bottom for quite some time making the changes back and forth um she knows about um i don't think she has seen the last final drawing yet but um we'll we'll be presenting the final drawing to her shortly so she can have um, take a look at it also to be in agreement with it and uh i know um before mr uh, planton left there was a discussion that we had with him telling him exactly what we were doing there um so we definitely just want to see if we can get this done and at least in the first quarter of next year.
5: Mm-hmm.
12: Um, things have, I would have loved to get it done here in December time, but, um, and we probably could have started it if we have continued on the first path overall.
0: Okay. So these constant changes, I mean, always mean that you have to go back to the drawing board. While we have you on the phone, speaking of going back to the drawing board, what has happened to the Grand Harbor roundabout situation? We haven't, that's
12: gone completely quiet. We haven't heard any movements on that. So um, you're absolutely right, Um, Sandy. I kind of went a little bit silent at the moment, um, Mm -hmm. but there are still, the works are still continuing to go. Um, One of my biggest problems that I'm having right now, and I need to make that telephone calls over to them to to give them a nod. And I spoke to the director just up to yesterday, asking him about this for him Mm -hmm. to make a call. Is that we still have a few poles that CUC has to move um, to be able to for us to get that lean sorted out Mm -hmm. coming from um, the Kings Roundabout all the way back to Grand Mm Harbour, which cuts cuts across countryside, so that we can put that extra lean in there. Once and once that is actually done, we can actually tie that back lean, which is called. I think it's called Watercolors, I think it's called,
5: mm-hmm.
12: Um, in the back part of Hurley's there, where people would actually be able to come around. Um, So I'm waiting on the response from the director today. Hopefully mm-hmm. he can give me a time frame from CUC when they're going to be able to pull these poles and we can get back to doing that transition on that side of the road. And then that will be able to take block off that section of uh that roundabout there.
0: So we're still looking to block it then is what you're saying. There's just a few things Um, that need to be done.
12: Absolutely, yes, ma'am,
0: that's correct. All right, very good. Uh, We certainly appreciate you um, being willing to answer those few questions for us this morning.
12: No problem, always happy to.
0: All right, my dear, thanks and have a wonderful weekend. You too. Okay, thank you so much. All right, folks, that was Minister um, J- the Honorable J.E. Banks giving us a few little updates there. So the decision to block Grand Harbor still exists. They're going to just make some other tweaks to the um, area first before they actually do it. Good to know, because I think, you know, the majority of people, and I know it was just the people kind of in that immediate area who are willing to take the chance, but those of us who have to use it, because everybody, it's not just the people who live in the immediate area who have to use that, um, that uh facility or, or that roundabout everybody has to use it so um everybody is at risk as far as i'm concerned you know road uses and road issues are not normally specific to just one um you know specific community or just the people who live in grand harbor uh, it impacts us all mm-hmm. okay um someone is um Okay, let's a- let's answer some of your questions. So, uh, someone was inquiring about the fight uh, situation, and um, I uh, let let me answer this, I suppose, um, as much as I can say about it. This is now the teachers at uh, the Joanna Clark Primary School, formerly known as Savannah Primary. So, essentially, we had two. Male officers get in a fight, allegedly over something to do with a female, not male officers, male teachers, something to do with a female teacher. The female teacher has said it doesn't directly have anything to do with her. She's a happily married woman. I was like, okay, well, the article never really said that. So that's interesting that you would make those kind of comments. But regardless, um, it's a bit of an unusual situation because teachers fighting? Like what? We wonder why the children might have a problem. We seem to be a very aggressive and angry society when you think about it. Listen, I don't care what the altercation was about. I don't care what the disagreement was about. What I care about is the poor example that you would have been setting for children. Oops, wrong, wrong. Oh, wrong one. Hold on. Let me find the wrong image. They might be fighting too, but that's not the one. (laughs) So my thing is this um oh that's so funny that that was a freudian slip yes they are fighting by the way as an aside hold on hold on hold on um somebody told me and I and I need to fact check this but you know what let me fact check it first I'm gonna fact check it first and come back to y'all on this because this is interesting let me fact check it all right, this one here. This is a situation now. My goodness, what a hot mess. Such a pretty girl. Oh my god, she is beautiful. Ooh, that's that Caribbean. That Caribbean beauty, honey, Jill. Um, but these two guys apparently uh, had some kind of an altercation. The staff and everybody else at school saying it was. Something that I don't know if somebody said something to her. Somebody tried to. I don't know what's going on here, but what I do know is the guy here, um, David Hamel, is his name, on the right hand side. He is actually um, a um, a former track athlete. Now he's a PE teacher, and then the other guy, the other gentleman in yellow, is a year four teacher. And so those of you who would have received this correspondence from um, Joanna Clark Primary School, which confused a lot of you that said, oh, there was an incident, an unfortunate incident. And you all were like, huh? Well, what's the unfortunate incident? And then nobody was able to tell you what the unfortunate incident was. It was very confusing. I'm not sure why that letter was even sent out, but nonetheless, it was. And so a lot of questions were being asked about, well, Sandy, what was this alleged incident? That's what they kept saying. It wasn't. There wasn't no alleged incident. There was actually an incident. Now, all the other details might be alleged, but there was definitely an incident that involved two male teachers and basically they got in a fight. So it says that it's being investigated by the school's leadership with support from the Department of Education Services and the relevant authorities. The relevant authorities in this case, undoubtedly, would be the RCIPS. Aye, aye, aye. What a hot mess of a situation, folks. Um, I don't care what they're fighting over or who they're fighting over or whatever. It's just sad that teachers at a primary school couldn't take whatever this disagreement was. Listen, they could have been fighting over who had access to the electric pencil sharpener For far as I'm concerned. That's neither here nor there. Why wouldn't you take that to um, a private room Take it to the principal's office, for God's sakes. Yeah? Just relax yourself, teachers. Take it off campus. That would have been much better and much more appreciated by everybody involved. Allowing children to see violence between two adult teachers in a school environment is just shocking and unbelievable. But that's what it is. That's exactly what happened mm Hot mess. So, um, you know, I hope they sort it out. I don't think anybody has been suspended yet. Um, I guess their investigations continue until and if they draw some sort of conclusions. It is just, to me, quite unbelievable. They say that um, JCPS remains committed to fostering a positive environment for all his students and staff. Well, this would not fall into the category of being positive. That's all I'm going to say. This ain't positive by any stretch of the imagination. And I was also told, and again, this is, you know, word on the street, as they say, the mall road has said that the aggressor in this situation was the PE teacher, which is the fellow there on the right-hand side. And apparently he has a child with the young lady in the middle. What a mix up. You know, it did occur to me and help me, help me if y'all agree with this or not, but maybe y'all mixing too much of a situation here. Uh, The word on the street is he was not really nice to her in their relationship. There might have been reports. There might have been restraining orders. There might have been this, that, and the next thing. Then tell me something. What are you doing working at this school? Even the school administrator should have said, oh, no, 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 no. This is a recipe for disaster. Let's ensure that, you know, (laughs) this isn't going to happen. So you put people at a school who are all mixed up in an entanglement. And you think that the entanglement might not flow over into hot mess of an entanglement? Hmm. Boy, when we talk about common sense lacking, it really um, makes one wonder. So somebody says, you know, I know y'all listening, says that um, she is actually the assistant of Mr. Hamill, the guy in the yellow, and she has a baby for the next guy. She's a child by him. Mm-hmm. What a mess. Lord Jesus take the wheel, take the whole bus, take the school bus, please. Mm, mm, mm. Wow it's 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 too much. You all need to get it together. And then all of them apparently have children at the school. so they don't it's it's bad and they don't have any respect for your kids, right? And they certainly don't have any respect for their own children who go to the school either. Ms. Della says they need to be fired and need to be sent back to their respective countries. <laughs> Ms. Della, here you know. Because you know the first question people are going to ask is "Um, who, who she fought, who he fought, who doesn't fought. And so I understand that these people are supposed to be Caymanians and they've been working in the school system for a long time. So I don't, I'm not going back, no generations. But I know the girl pretty enough to be a Caymanian. The two guys, I don't know. But I'm told that they, they probably came here. Maybe they are born here. I don't know where the parents are from. But for all intents and purposes, honey child, they're a Caymanian. So we're not going to know where to send them. we got going to send them where? West Bay? Morning caller. Hello caller. Uh-oh. Honey child. Mm-hmm. yeah. hot mess. Um, our own people acting out. So a lot of you yesterday, um, I do want to do a little bit of an update um from yesterday's program as well. Good morning, caller.
6: Good morning again, Sandra. Um, I hope more happened out, out of that and what mm-hmm. had happened to that teacher. It did They'd kick that little boy, which if it was my mm-hmm. if it was my child, she, she would still be looking for her teeth. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if I'd be arrested for it, mm-hmm. it would be something worthwhile mm-hmm. to do. So, um, <laughs> you know about the education department and this department and and this woman was just suspended and on on paid leave, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yet they're paying some people in government fifteen hundred dollars a month I mean, really <laughs> oh lord jesus is is this a joke? The laws mm-hmm. are not enforced here, and something serious gonna soon happen in this island if they don't start enforce them I mean we have some of the biggest police force it is in the whole of the Caribbean mm-hmm. for a little island and paying more. That's why they're rushing, they're rushing to get to the Cayman Islands. Mm-mm. That's right. So anyway, I gotta wish you a good weekend. Thank you, honey. And and um, be careful out there because it boy, it is some fools calling themselves drivers on the road. Mm-hmm. So Thank
0: we you, have darling. to look up I for them. It. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Good weekend. Thank you. So um, you have to be the referee like Nick Cannon show, says Perla. What a hot mess. Who won the fight, says Rough Seas. Well, I heard that women had to go and part the fight. Can you imagine? Female teachers? No, sir. Now that is a bunch of nonsense. Um, I know I wouldn't have been parting them. I would have been sitting right there looking at these two donkeys fighting, shaking my head. Um, So somebody said, David is a real Caymanian. Well, listen to me. Y'all need to really get over this thing thinking that Caymanians can't do no wrong. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday's show, y'all were like, that woman can't be a Caymanian. Well, I mean, somebody sent me a picture of her mama, her mama Caymanian. They were telling me all the suss, who's your family to? and where they come from and this, that next thing. they came Caymanians. Let's come on now, let's get the story straight. We have some bad Caymanians, bad to the bone. See what this one say, that's her mama. Um, yes, she not got no behavior. And she got one sister and not got no behavior either. I saw the sister in the comment section, by the way, talking about, oh, people who mind other people business? Girl, try and hush. What you need to do is tell your sister to return this mad body to his family and stop being petty. That's what you need to do. Instead of talking about people must mind their own business. If his family wants to come on the show and say what a... Listen, yeah. Your sister is cheating on this man left, right, and center. And when he dies, she did not even want to do the right thing. It's not like she was in love with him. Let's try to make that pretty clear. Not by her actions anyway. So what are you holding on to a dead man body for? That's just being spiteful. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got the whole sus on who the current side man is. And he had forgiven her before with another side man. Now she got a new one to bring bring the side man up in the house. Tell me he renting from him. Some of y'all women lucky, you You're really lucky that you get some donkeys to be riding. Poor them. That poor man. I feel sorry for him. But she, she <laughs> so someone says Belinda's mom is, um she got a Brock connection. is so-and-so from Kim and Brock. She married to so-and-so Solomon. He's from Rock Hole. His mother was so-and-so from Rock Hole. Uh Uh-huh. They were living in Midland Acres and they moved to England. She came back before them, but they moved back here. As far as I know, she has a brother still living and working over there. Yep, that's it. Her mother worked at HSA for quite some time before going to the UK. These are Caymanians is the point. So somebody said, oh, I think her maternal grandmother from Jamaica, listen to me, try and hush. Y'all need to stop this. Yes, I have a grandfather from Jamaica too. Does that make me a Jamaican? Are y'all crazy? No, that makes me a Caymanian. And if I'm no good and I'm bad to the bone, still a Caymanian. You know, we can't be like, well, if they're not no good, they can't be a Caymanian. Eh, Y'all better start checking that court list every week. And see all the Caymanians that be on that list, then you'll know. Johan, ah, if I fight in a man woman, I know you got to be crazy. I know Tracy. I hear Zeus barking. I don't know what he barking at. Poor him. Um, I don't know. Where's Stacy? What's Stacy say? He was looking at her. He probably maybe wanted to go outside. I don't know what he's barking at. All right. Uh, Gabby says, "Ain't that spouse." Ain't that spouse to be legal mixing? What? Spouse to be illegal mixing. Pleasure at business and sounds fishy to how all um, can be working at the same place. I mean, you know, a lot of workplaces discourage fraternizing for the same reason. They discourage people having relations with each other because y'all can't be mature about it. And you be taking it in the classroom or in the business place of business. Here we're, here we're out racing. Yeah. Can't send them back. Um, None of, none of them. They're they ours. Hmm? Yep. My hot mess. Um, so definitely disgusting behavior, given the fact that they are in a school environment. Very, very sad. <sighs> uh, Ms. Brenda says something serious has happened to these little islands. Talk about the pirates are coming. News flash, they're already here and have taken over. Well, i got to be honest with you, Ms. Brenda, it's nothing new. Let us be honest. And I think that this is sometimes, you know, I'm relatively young, so I don't have all the historical details of everything, but I have heard enough stories to know that this idea that Kim Mannions can be bad people wouldn't be anything that's new. Kim Mannions been cheating on each other Fornicating on each other, doing the most for a very long time. That's not nothing new. You know how I many Caymanians don't know who they are? They don't know who their mom is? Well, no, 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 no. Let me back that up. Most of y'all know who your mom is, but you might not know who your dad is. Yes, all the time. So, you know, it's really nothing new. No, sir. Uh-uh, hurry child. Oh, my gosh. Let's just be honest. Y'all been killing each other, stabbing up each other over man, fighting over man for donkey years. As long as man has existed, man and woman, there's been these kind of problems with some of our people. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. Let me see here now. Um, so the polls are live and active. Please go and have a read of the polls. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
3: Mm-hmm. You going to deal with me one more time after this.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, you, you say are people such good people that when when they do something wrong, nobody can't believe it. They're like,
3: let me tell you what, something what, what, you, what do you mean? Sandra. Let me tell you something about stereotyping.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Stereotyping and about it. Mm-hmm. Is the act of an ignoramus. Mm-hmm. Quality of character mm-hmm. of an individual and or the lack thereof never has and never will have anything to do with their religion, mm-hmm. with their flesh, with their nationality. Exactly. Personally, I don't care if this trio of knit come out of the back of Beyond the Timbuktu. Mm Just the New York City or Shanghai, China. It don't matter where they come from. We're talking about little children Mm -hmm. supposed to get a fight, pimps and hoes, Mm -mm. Mm crapola. We're talking about them having other children out of other marriages. This baby mama drama that came on society has been turned to where any concept and, and understanding about a family unit i see i see your there talking about all kind of crap oh don't give him no part time about marriage and all of this man listen to me man mm-hmm. okay man look you got these people fighting and beating down each other mm-hmm. jerry springer style in front of the wee little children the only thing those people deserve is to get their asses booted
0: out of their job mm-hmm. just remind remember you son, Reed, your son radio honey jail. You sound like you won't call in after
3: 10 30, but in at 10 yet. <laughs> that's all, ladies. Yeah. I mean, if it don't happen, that's just another strike against the BS that K Mana is all
0: about.
3: Yeah. In Thank the, the K Mana today. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Sandra, we'll yes. look at the place over there that I was trying to discuss to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Across the road from Mr. Wayne Ponton's thing.
5: I got to go by after
0: the show today and have a look.
3: Do with the post office. It
0: doesn't. Mm hmm. I'm right. going to go and have a look. But apparently it was the post office that was kicking
3: up a fuss about is what I'm told. But I'm, I'm going to go and have a look. And about a pulling out of there on the road going back to the west has no choice but to go headed towards the east. And the actual post office, as I can tell, is to the west of that there are no sticks in the road, diverting off, keeping traffic in line. And another thing I heard uh, Mr. J speaking. On, on that issue there with the, the buses, the minibuses that are constantly sticking their butts out in traffic, creating potential crashes day in and day out. We shouldn't be get, giving these people a way to, to facilitate them. No, they need to figure out that they, they want to pick up folks and them folks need to figure out how to go around the backside there and get picked up instead of every doggone day, creating the potential for car wrecks. Because what happens? Those two lanes, everybody coming up behind them, they have to swerve into traffic into the right lane, and the people coming up on the right lane behind them, they have to stop, they have to swerve. Mm
0: -mm -mm. Okay? Thank you so much. Appreciate
3: it. You just got to tell them people, them minibus drivers and the rest of them, no, you can't stop there anymore like that. Mm You're obstructing traffic. As far as I know, that's illegal. Mm -hmm. Instead of bowing to these people, Tell them shift their butt off the main road, We. Yep.
0: I appreciate it, Um, Mm -hmm. folks. I mean, I can't disagree with anything. As a matter of fact, he needs a cabood. I can't disagree with anything that he said this morning. But, um, yeah, they're all Caymanians, folks. Blackberry says, I don't know about the woman, but the two men are Caymanians. I don't know why that's even important, because Caymanians commit crime, too. Awful crimes at times, too. WTF. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like we we're, we're living in La La Land where we like to pretend that Caymanians are not capable of some of the most heinous things in the world. Like I said, y'all need to look at the cause list more often and you need to go see who filled up the prisons. Mostly Caymanians. Gabby says, I know David from high school when we were on the national track team. I'm still in disbelief. Well, I don't know, David, but I hear David might have a little bit of a um, testosterone problem. Like he likes to beat people up. So I I don't know. Um, he might want to calm down a little bit. He's no longer running track and field. This is real world now, David, and your actions have consequences, including being charged with assault against another teacher. Um, Lisa, was it Lisa that said she's in shock? Lizzie, sorry, says, so, so such a sad situation. Mr. Bennett is such a great teacher. It's a sad situation all the way around. And by the way, the young lady is a Caymanian. That's actually Miss Andine's daughter. Miss Andine had twins. Um, Carly, I think is her name. And so that's her really beautiful daughter. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. What a beauty. But that ain't, like, once again, that ain't got nothing to do with it. If y'all causing distress and havoc, um, but she's saying that she ain't got nothing to do with it. She's saying she's innocent. She don't know what they're fighting about. They shouldn't be fighting over her because she's supposed to be a happily married woman. Get it together, teachers. In particular, you two male teachers, get it together. Our children don't need to see you arguing and fighting and fussing and carrying on like a bunch of hoodlums. And that's the nicest word I can say before 10.30 in the mornings. Ay, 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 what a hot mess. Um. So we did inquire. There's a rumor circulating. But <laughs> in WhatsApp, they'd be killing themselves laughing. They're like, Sandy, you cracks me up. Someone said to me, I said, you ever thought about being a comedian? Because you're so funny. I said, no, honey chair. That would not be a paying job for me. Um. So somebody was, um, <laughs> I said before 1030. Someone was asking me yesterday about, um, go go vote in the polls. Y'all being lazy this morning. Uh, someone was asking me yesterday about, um whether or not, oh, hold on. Is this a different, is it a different code for each question, Kevin? I'm trying to figure this one out. So someone was asking me yesterday about whether or not um, there was this rumor of a body, having been a decomposed female body, having been found in East End. Well, we asked the police, they haven't said anything as yet, So I can't tell you if it's true or not. I can only tell you that the rumor is there. And the source is reliable-ish, if I can put it that way. I can't tell you the source. But let's just say that they're connected to, um, you know, the system in a way. But we like to ask the police, they've not yet responded. That's interesting. Now, some of you were asking about some Spanish lady that had gone missing. I can tell you that she was found safe and she's fine. So it's not her. Um, I don't know who it could possibly be. I mean, I don't know. And I, I wasn't quite, I'm like decomposed. What form of decomposition are we talking about here? I don't know of anybody recently that's gone missing. So we wait. A rumor like this, I just throw it out there because maybe other people may have heard something. People, um, Brenda says it's not a rumor. It was on the news this morning. Which news? Because the RCIPS hasn't said anything. Well, there you go. I mean, like I said, we put it out there as a rumor. We tell you it's a rumor. Um, But, you know, until the police say something, we can't say it's anything official. And I don't actually see anything on their press releases. So who would have confirmed it to any other news source and the police hasn't responded? I, I don't know. Yes, I'm Miss Brenda says, terminate them. Ultimate bad behavior. Terminate them. This is why your children are suffering. Learned behavior is powerful. So radio came and said it. So did they get a response from the RCAPS and we didn't? Eh, wouldn't be the first, honey channel, but that's okay. We still had it up first, even as a rumor. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this, this would be quite an interesting puzzle because, like I said, I don't know if any women that have been reported missing, unless somebody didn't report them, they didn't want them found, I don't know who else this could be. We mm. yeah, have had women gone missing, but it's not anything too recent. So I'll put my tentacles out there, what part of East End exactly, was it back road in the bush is what somebody said to me. That could be anywhere in East End, honey jail. There's a lot of bush in East End. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um, but if we can find out more, I will certainly, certainly let you guys know. All right. So we're going to put up the poll question on the Facebook, the social media and stuff a little bit later on. Um, continue to vote because it's very, very um. Very, very interesting. So Ms. Brenda says, Radio Man News has said that human remains were found in East End. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. Like I said, RCIPS hasn't responded to her email. Um, although I noticed I haven't gotten an email from yesterday from anybody, so maybe maybe I shouldn't really blame the RCIPS. i got to check out my email situation. Hold on a second here now. Let me go check my webmail. hmm let me have a quick look. Um, somebody says was the. Um, why haven't I gotten an email from yesterday? This is a bit strange. Uh, okay. Anything in junk mail folder. There's tons of stuff in junk mail folder, but nothing since yesterday. Trash today. Why is all this stuff going to trash? Mm, Wait a minute. I've received tons of emails today, but they're all going to trash. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Oh boy. Let me see here now. Uh huh. Something's going on with emails. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh it looks like I got, a, I got a problem. Looks like I got a problem I gotta solve because this is very bizarre. Why are they going to trash? Hmm. I thought it was strange. I didn't have any emails. All right, let me check and see if the RCOPS responded. Um, today I've got that message. That message today, today, today. Um, some record. Let's done the next thing. Da, 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 da. Um, no, no, Misha. I see that you emailed me, but it went to trash as well. She just sent me a test message and it also went to trash. Why is it going to trash? All right, breaking news this morning. Sandra Day O'Connor, who is the first woman to have served on the United States Supreme Court, has passed away at the age of um 70 at age of 93. To protect your privacy, remote sources have been blocked. What remote sources? All right, we gotta figure this out. All right, folks, listen. We are rolling straight into the weekend. And um, I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be a good weekend. If you're having and celebrating your K man Thanksgiving, which you should, um, you know, a lot of people worked very, very hard to make this uh, possible. Um, please enjoy some nice time on Sunday. It's the first Sunday of every December. Enjoy some nice time with your family and friends. And uh, let's be responsible. If you're going to be drinking, like I said, please do not drive, arrange for a friend, a designated driver, a taxi, Anything other than getting behind the wheel of um, a vehicle and causing, uh, you know, potential life changing damage to other people. Uh, We'll be back on Monday morning, God's willing, with a whole slew of topics for you. Thank you so much. Really, um, thank you, Miss Dean. She says, that's a beautiful top. Love it. Thank you so much. So um, do enjoy. Ms. Brenda says AI is taking over, child. I'm wondering. Uh, do enjoy your weekend, folks, and uh, we'll be back here early, 7 30 on Monday morning.